0: show business like no business i know everything about it is appealing everything that traffic will allow nowhere could you get that happy feeling when you are stealing that extra bow there's no people like show people they smile when
1: they are low that's the truth man ladies and gentlemen welcome Episode 3, Don't Eat All the Meatballs, with me, Michael Wheels, parisi and Charlie DeFazio.
0: Hello, hello, yo.
1: There is no business like show business, That Charlie.
0: song is hysterical. I think we should do a number. We should sing that in public and yeah. uh, make that happen, you and me. But we have to do it in that Broadway-type voice, you know?
1: Yeah, because there really isn't any, any, any business like it. I mean, listen, we're both in the business. We're still in the business, back in the business. This show is bringing us back in the business. Back in the business. And uh, who would have thunk? Who would have thunk that that would have ever happened? You know, but it did. You know, um, how many years did you spend out in Hollywood?
0: You know, that's amazing. I was out there for 12 years, 12 solid years. Wait, you really? Yeah, man. 94. So you you spent some time out there then. I did. I was out there from 94 to uh, when did I say screw this place? I said that in '06. I had enough and I split.
1: You left in '06. I left in '08. Uh, well, oh, um, uh, yeah, end of '08. I was out there. So that's how there. we did time, right? We did yeah, time in Hollywood. That's right. We did time in Hollywood, <laughs> and that's what it is—like doing time. Yeah. Well, when I went out to Hollywood, well, first of all, I got to tell you. First of all, let's, let's before we get into the Hollywood edition. This is episode three of Don't Eat the Don't eat all the meatballs—the Hollywood edition—and uh, we're going to get into that in a minute. But I got to tell you, last week when we were wrapping up the show, we were outside in front of my house. Now tonight we're inside my house, and I put some pictures up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I know you just did a video on Facebook. No, and tell them why
0: we're in the house.
1: It's 93 degrees outside right now. Yeah. It's hot. It's I hot. mean, it's hot and it's 6 o'clock at night, and we want to be able it's to, you hot. know, uh, yeah. enjoy. And we could have done the show, but I would have had to be in a tank top again.
0: You had that tanked up last week. It's a, it's, I wear it it's every a nice week. look for you. Yeah. Love it. you this
1: know. week I went black, though.
0: I see it. It's, I went it's, black. Like, uh, it's almost like a Simon Cowell look. Yeah, because
1: I'm mourning been, uh, Hollywood.
0: You're mourning the death of I'm Hollywood. I'm mourning
1: the death of Hollywood.
0: And it did die, friends. <laughs> it did die.
1: But before that... <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, it was nice. But last, last week, let's tell them what happened. We yeah. were closing the show, wrapping up. We're in, our garage, in my garage. Right. And uh, all of a sudden, this beady-eyed animal comes up to the garage door. Now, we didn't know if it was a wolf. Um, it could have been a bobcat. It could have been anything. I, kind of, I think we figured out what it was, though, right?
0: This thing, yeah, well, first of all, it comes up. It had to be a 150-pound dog. It looked like a, it looked like an American werewolf. This thing was enormous, right? Enormous. And it was looking at and us. And it
1: looked right at us. So Charlie goes, what are, you, what are we going to do? Here's two guys, you know, <laughs> Guido went out talking about Brooklyn. All of a sudden, what are we going to do? He goes, do you got a gun? So I go in my house, I get my gun. Now, here I am ready to commit. Animal murder.
0: Well you might have had to because it was standing right there. It literally came right up. came right up right up, up and it was but it wasn't making a sense. It was looking no. like I might tear your throat. It, it was out, lurking. I might
1: not. I right. I'm in control. Yeah. It was lurking. So <laughs> I went in and got the gun. We shut the garage door like like so fast you wouldn't even believe we didn't even know what to do. Do we, do we reopen it? Do you spend the night? What do you do?
0: Yeah, we had to make a decision, but the funny thing is yeah. I was looking at you, you had the gun in a case. It's a yeah. zip case, yeah. and I'm looking at wheels and I'm like motioning like right. pantomime like you got a zip, as if this thing's gonna understand. Yeah. Like like yeah. open the friggin' case. Yeah, have it ready.
1: So then we find it. So I finally figured out what it was. I found out what it was it's because a husky, it, right? yeah, it was a husky. Because the next day it came back over to my house again.
0: Did it really? So you got owners that are letting their husky roam around the neighborhood. There's a
1: neighbor down the block. Looks like a half of a jerk off yeah. neighbor. You know? they usually are. Huh? And he, so the, I'm outside the other day. Yeah, I'm outside the other day, and this husky starts running over. I'm like, there it is. That's the dog. That was the animal. And uh, he goes, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I'm like, the second time. He, 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 I said, do you have a leash? You know.
0: Did he say yes or no?
1: He goes, yeah, I got one. I'm like, well, I want to tell him you want to use it. Well, but no, but
0: they get self-righteous about that. You know, yeah. I mean, you got a little Benji in here. And by yeah. the way, Wheels has an adorable dog, and I'm not a dog guy, yeah.
1: but this dog's cute. He's a cute little but dog. But these
0: owners, they think, you know, their, their dog is welcome anywhere. I don't
1: let him out to feed on no. other people's yards.
0: And by the way, how about the dog pissing on your wall before that? Yeah, yeah. and then I he pissed on my dog. tree yesterday, this dog. Yeah, so the dog's roaming the neighborhood. Folks, keep your dog keep inside. Keep your dog and inside. And keep its mouth shut, please. Yeah. I'm in the neighborhood. Worry. Every morning I hear the dogs bark, and they have a conversation yeah. in my neighborhood. Ah! Ah! And it's yeah, not they a go nice nuts. bark. It's, it's a nutty thing. It's like a scream.
1: Ah! They're a pain I in can't, the ass. I can't,
0: even, uh, I can't even duplicate the scream. No. you can't news. either.
1: But they're a pain in the ass. They're
0: a pain in the ass. And they're all over the place.
1: Everywhere. They come in, and they, and they just start shitting on your lawn. They pee on your lawn. like And the neighbors, they carry around their little bag with them. Okay, Great, I appreciate but still, you don't get it all up. No, you don't get it There's all up. There's still remnants yeah, of shit you, on my lawn. you still soiling
0: the grass. I still got to go there and hose
1: it down. If I had a nice lawn, I'd yeah, be yeah. out there like, you know, you have to see these people with the perfect lawn, which I can't stand them either. I
0: can't stand them. And they stare at the lawn watching yeah, the grass grow. Yeah. I had neighbors and like they know that. And the, they know the
1: seed. Oh, yeah, this is, uh, what is it called? This is Field of Blue Green. What the fuck? Is, yeah, who cares? Who yeah, cares? Benjamin Blue. <laughs>
0: Who gives a rat's ass? And by the way, one last thing: you ever go over to somebody's house and they seem to think it's adorable for their dog to jump all the fuck over yeah, you? Yeah, and hump How your about, leg. Yeah, hump the leg, and they laugh. Ah. Throw up near you while you're eating your hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. I mean, come on, people. Wait.
1: Somebody's gonna stab somebody's dog one day. It might happen. Come over to my house with your dog and in my house, humping my leg. I'm gonna stab your dog.
0: Yeah, I don't have the patience to be clawed. First of all, I, I invite people
1: house. over. I don't invite them with their dogs. I hate when people come over to the house and they bring their animals with them. I'm inviting you and your everywhere. wife, not you and your wife. And, and Benji coming right, over down. Right, and out. Benji. And if Rin you bring Tin your own, Tin walking <laughs> around my living room, you know? Yeah,
0: and if you bring a dog bowl and it's in a little sweater, out.
1: Yeah, out. Bye. Yeah, remember Run Joe Run? Sure. That was like Rin Tin Tin, but like the cheaper version. Yeah,
0: Run Joe Run was like the ghetto version. It was version. like Run Joe
1: Run <laughs> trying to be like Rin Tin Tin, you know, but never made, really made. He made like nine episodes. Rin Tin Tin went for years. Yeah, it's
0: a pain in the ass. Just keep your dog on a leash. Come yeah, on. Just keep your dog on a leash. Keep it away from me and keep its mouth shut, please.
1: Oh, here's something coming over my phone. Here Look, you go. ever get these potential spam?
0: Yeah, I get it all the
1: time. So now the phone the is telling me this could be spam. Do you want to pick it up, and do you not want to pick it? Like, like, why don't you? Why are you? Why are you ringing my phone with potential spam? I don't want to... Just don't let it go through. First of all, don't give me options. But did you
0: pick up? Because I love picking up. Sometimes I'll
1: pick up, up. but then it's always, now it's all about recording, so I can't have fun anymore. Well, that's a
0: problem, but you ever get the guy from India, he calls you. Oh, yeah. And he's bullshitting. It's usually a scam artist. He's going to help you. But you know what I do? I start to talk in their accent back to them. The one guy, he caught on to me, then I caught on to him. Right. And the Indian guy from somewhere, uh, he was like, uh, Fuck you, motherfucker. Oh, yeah, you son like, Adam, of a dick. Adam Curse I'm like, fuck your mother, you <laughs> son of a bitch bastard. And this went off for about five minutes, but it was yeah. great. It was a great. It was an entertainment for me.
1: You notice, know, like, these Indian people, and they want to sell you stuff, like, we're supposed to trust them. We are, you said, first funding, we, you are qualified. I'm not qualified for shit with you. How's <laughs> qualified that? qualified
0: for Ugash. Yeah, we're
1: going to pay off this. We're gonna, no, no. All we need is your bank account. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Goodbye. Now, now,
0: what kind of a moron, I don't care if you're 85 years old, what kind of a moron says, Sounds like a good idea
1: yeah. What kind of a person Let me entrust you With my life yeah. My life savings To Omar Yeah
0: here you go Here's my old so- <laughs> Omar You know Here's my social security number Yeah Here's my place of birth In fact here's my license number yeah. For my vehicle Take it all Take it yeah. all
1: Want me to mail you copies
0: Yeah Thank you very much now And I'm not I racist
1: I have nothing you. against The Indian people Neither do I They're nice not people You know I mean we. I know them for years There's a guy around the corner that Had the 7-Eleven right Remember They were great They were great people they had the, And you always see them With the dot on their head You always ask what it's about You know
0: I used to have a Lot of fun with those guys, yeah. So. You, and you
1: don't know what the you know. And I always thought that meant the coffee was ready. I oh, mean, that's what a friend told me. Well, that was it with the button, yeah. I the always uh, the coffee's ready.
0: Well, remember Hoboken, you know, Hoboken. I walk into the uh, the uh, Indian Deli, and the guy was great. I'd say to him, Uh, so how much is this can of beans? 746. He goes, Johnny, you just call me Johnny. I have no idea what yeah. my name is. Johnny, get it out of your mind. And this <laughs> went out every single day, and I loved him.
1: Yeah, do you want to sell the beans? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Are and you they, not looking to sell it. Beans? They had these prices in their heads. Yeah, dollar we We'll yeah, get them yeah, for it's just a random price, but they knew it. The price was in their heads. But you, you know, what's funny is you yeah. remember it to this day. You remember it to this day. See? Yeah, it's marketing. It's culture, my friends, and it was great.
1: Well, I'll tell you, man. Was I was, so I was, I was writing when I was coming up with the um, the show idea. I was coming up with the show idea, and I'm thinking, well, what can we do to uh, to talk about? You know, because we've been through so much. You know, well, listen, we've been through a lot of stuff. But Hollywood is one of those places. And I'll tell you, man. L.A., what a disappointment it turned out to be.
0: It started out beautifully, didn't it, in the early years?
1: Beautiful. Going out there, and I was out there in 1990, 89, 90, when you can go anywhere, you can get anywhere in 20 minutes, and I'm talking anywhere, Long Beach from L.A. to Long Beach in 20 minutes, the airport, 20 minutes, anywhere you wanted to go, you can go anywhere.
0: Remember getting on Sunset Boulevard? You get on Sunset Boulevard around what, uh, La Brea? Okay? Yeah. And you dro- or Highland. Highland yeah. was the other way. You and drove you dr- normal. Drove to the opposite end yeah. of the Sunset Strip. Yep.
1: Took you 10 minutes. 10 minutes.
0: And it was beautiful.
1: Take Fountain on a busy night.
0: Fountain. That was parallel to Sunset. If you guys don't know L.A. and Hollywood, it was a parallel road that nobody knew about. It was the time. best kept secret. Yeah.
1: you know there was a movie, uh, I forget the name of the movie, with Betty Davis?
0: Sunset Boulevard? Was it Sunset Boulevard? Oh, wait, that's not Betty Davis. It's somebody else. And she
1: actually said in the movie, take Fountain, dear, take Fountain.
0: That sounds like, is it Baby Jane, where she went? Might,
1: I don't know exactly the movie, but I know the line, Take Fountain. Take Which Fountain. So it must have always been That's like a, the shortcut. That's a little secret in the Hollywood scene. The secret, yeah. That's what that is. Talk about some seediness in Hollywood. So how what happened to me? I don't know. How did you end up there? Like, how did you decide? What, de- what, what made you decide, let me get up, I'm moving today?
0: Okay, that's a good start for the two of us. Uh, 1994. Well, let me tell you what I left in a nutshell here. I'm in Hoboken, New Jersey. I'm in the most popular town in the state, if not the Eastern Seaboard. It's a party town. I'm single. Uh, I'm a bartender in one of the most popular bars on the main drag, which is a drag called Washington Street. And I had free rent at the time. It was a family building I was living in, top floor. And I was a rock star bartender, and it was absolutely amazing. I go into New York to do theater and this and that, do some soaps, a lot of plays. And then one day, I gave it all up. I said, let me go out to Hollywood. And I did. And I went out with one suitcase. But I left a lot behind. I left behind a cushy, unbelievably cushy life. Oh, did you really? Yeah. No responsibility. It, it, was, it, was a, it was a walk in the park. And I was making a lot of cash, too, at the time. What were you doing? Bartending. Wow. Right in Hoboken, in one of the most popular bars in the city.
1: So you were bartending in Hoboken, which is yeah. like one of the bar capitals of the world. Hoboken people, if you don't know Hoboken, one of the top most popular, I think has the most bars per capita
0: that's right i don't know about now but it did at the time and it was uh, absolutely amazing it was a party seven nights a week like i said free rent tons of cash in my pocket i think i had an electric bill which was what 30 bucks at the time in the 90s and back in the 90s yeah.
1: yeah that was it and single at yep. the time i was living in uh, i was living in the five towns i had left florida and um i moved back to new york with my mom because i wanted to be a comic so in, i was already doing my thing but I mean, I'm going to tell you my story in a minute. But ha- So what did you end up doing when you got to Hollywood? This is the Hollywood edition, ladies and gentlemen, of Don't Eat All the Meatballs. I'm doing a Facebook Live right now. So people are watching. I have like I don't know, five or six people in the room. This is our, our Facebook, Live, it's but- a
0: Facebook Live. our Facebook Live one. So what
1: did you do and where did you go when you got to Hollywood, uh I,
0: I get to Hollywood. I knew nobody. I had a suitcase um, and I had very little in it. I had some money thanks to my old man. He hooked me up with a little bit of money. My father. Um, I got a roommate. And that's a whole other story. We'll get into that later. But we were on King's Road. Remember King's Road in West Oh, yeah, Hollywood? yeah. I
1: used to live right by yeah, there. Yeah, so we
0: get an apartment. And at the time, by the way, let me explain something. At the time, in 94, you can get a top floor, beautiful two-bedroom, two-bath apartment for what? 850: oh, uh, dollars It's beautiful.
1: My first apartment, while you're saying that, was on Doheny Drive. I'm going to tell you how I got to that apartment. My first apartment was basically the size of a hotel room on Doheny Drive. And I was paying 420 bucks a month.
0: You hear that, guys? It was cheap. It was reasonable. You could afford it. So no I'm kitchen, there, right? no
1: kitchen, no living room. It was a bedroom, bathroom, and vanity area. That's all
0: you needed. But yeah. I had the full kit and caboodle. Full kitchen. Oh, balcony. You, oh, yeah, yeah. The yeah. whole deal. Oh, yeah. Right between, uh, I think it was between uh, Melrose and Santa Monica. One of those areas there.
1: Was it the Hollywood Towers? What's that? Was it the Hollywood Towers? No,
0: thing? no. It was, uh, it was, I mean, she's right on King's Road. Just, just a beautiful place. Beautiful, nice place. Yeah, Yeah. and I'm like, wait, this can't be real. I'm driving around. I'm getting auditions. Around. And by the way, first week out there, let me just say this. First week out in Hollywood, SAG card. On the movie set. And the movie set was Outbreak, actually.
1: It oh, wow. Is a coincidence? Wow. So you were <laughs> an outbreak? That?
0: It was an outbreak. Yeah, a little part. And then there was a, a play. I got into the play I told you about. I met Roxy. Uh-huh. And, uh, Roxy Rich, it, it, if you're
1: out there, we're talking about you.
0: Roxy, miss you, girl. It's been 25 years. Wow. But that's what happened out there. At the time, you could make a lot of headway in a very short time. That's correct. If you just went through the paces and the right. steps. Right, And paid your dues.
1: Yes, you could. I was, uh, I was living in... Um, I was living in New York, mm-hmm. and I was working at a. a <laughs> how do I put this? I was a, a doorman at a social club in Brooklyn. Like a bouncer, you mean? Know uh, it was basically a private club that pe- a gambling room. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't want to say mob-owned. I won't say that, but you can probably was probably was. I, mean, yeah. I know it was. So I was working at this <laughs> club. Can't <laughs> <laughs> say it anyway. <laughs> so I was working at this club, and I get a call from. Um, well, we get a call from uh, Dice calls from me. Through, he, I guess he knew the number. However, he got the number. He called through, and uh, he offered me to audition for a role in the movie Dice Rules. I remember it. I, where I played Doctor Slaughter, and I ended up going to L.A. to audition for the movie. And uh, it was a big, it was a big, crazy thing. So I auditioned, and they didn't want me in the movie for some reason. Um, Who didn't want you in the movie? Jay Dubin. Me? Yeah, Jay Dubin was the director. He did, he was against me being in the movie.
0: What was his problem?
1: I don't know. So Dice fought for it. And to get me in the movie. And he actually got me in the movie. So I'm, I'm in L.A. For, for three weeks filming. Well, salute dice. And right? then, yeah, yeah. And, he, and, he, and he fought for me. And then I decided to, uh, you know, go back to New York. And then I said, I'm going to go back out to L.A. So I went out to L.A. Mm-hmm. And I was living in this, this shit uh, uh, motel. Where? On um, Highland and Sunset. It was called the Sunset Motor Lodge.
0: And it was a block away from where I lived.
1: Okay, and Mitzi yeah. Shore owned this hotel.
0: And she kept it a shithole? So she kept it a (laughs)
1: shithole, gang-infested, but I wasn't paying any money. I was staying with Don Barris, who we still are friendly, you know, and I wasn't paying any money. And I'm just going to real quick, I'm going to tell you the rest of the story, but I'm going to get off of Facebook Live right now, and then you're going to have to subscribe to the show and listen to the rest of the show, episode three of Don't Eat All the Meatballs. So I'm going to get off Facebook Live, people, and uh, maybe I'll come back on later. So I'm in this hotel, and... um, I was staying in room thirty two you know a hotel is bad motel when it's like double digit rooms you that's know? a problem, and it's really bad when there's yeah, single digit rooms you know how do you call your friends back hey I'm having a great time i'm hey, call me, I'm in room two, yeah, yeah, okay, room yeah, two, no, yeah, never mind, there. you know it's on the first yeah. floor, which
0: is even more dangerous so
1: I'm actually at the hotel and there was and it was a um it was a uh, gang infested hotel it's the t j locos were a Mexican street gang that was staying in the hotel, and they were basically um Commandating, commandant, what do they call it? Commandeering. coming this hotel, and um, so I'm staying there. I'm going back and forth, you know, and then Dice would come every day and pick me up, you know. We go oh, so hang you'd out go and,
0: to that hotel and wait out front. For yeah, <laughs> he'd wait. I,
1: I'd wait out front in the middle of gang violence. Dice, actually, what the hell were you thinking? Yeah, man? <laughs> and then he and then what happens? One night I'm hanging out in the front, and it was actually a uh, a drive by shooting. I'm in the middle of waiting for him to pick me up to take me to Beverly Hills Cannon Drive where we would hang out all the time.
0: Yeah, so we had that element at the time. Yeah. It was dangerous.
1: Oh, it was dangerous, but it was isolated. It wasn't like all over West Hollywood. No, no,
0: no. Once you got, if you got uh, out of that area, you got out of Hollywood, it was pretty cool. Because yeah. again, I got chased by those gangbangers. I yeah. got chased down Sunset. Oh, yeah,
1: you were telling me. You actually got chased down by some ga- I you the,
0: Remember the El Capitan Theater?
1: <laughs> beautiful place. Yeah.
0: I walked out of the place. Beautiful place, guys. it if you go out there. I walk out one night. It's late. It's like 1 a.m. I was doing a bartending gig. And a carload of gangbangers pulled up next to me. I probably had about 300 bucks in cash on me. They asked me for the money. They somehow knew they could yeah. smell it. Yeah. And I just took off like a bat out of hell. Now, they're chasing me in a car, so I'm running down the middle of the street, and they're right. chasing me on, in wheels in a car. Yeah. And
1: I got away. Wow. These
0: bastards would have killed me. Yeah.
1: Well, you know what so. I did? I convinced all these gangbangers. The head guy was named Ronaldo. Ronaldo. It's always right. Yeah, it's got to be there, I right? convinced all these guys, right, <laughs> that I was... Um, um, I was staying there, and I was with the, the New York one of the five families in New York, New York, and I was there, hiding out. So they they gained my respect So every day I had to act like a wise guy So they can gain my respect I was basically After a week living in this hotel Two weeks maybe Controlling the gangbangers Of yeah, yeah because they thought twice About me Yeah they're like right, Well maybe we should And I just had Plus first, in those days I had a full head of hair I was about 150 pounds heavier I looked like I could have been Like Fat Clemenza You know Fat Clemenza Or Don <laughs> Barzini. No, 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 no Luca no, Brazzi Now no,
0: what's the other guy's name Real quick Don Fanucci uh, Don Fanucci Don Yeah <laughs> You remember <laughs> yeah. We okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's tapping. He's he taps tapping the light. Oh, by the way, real quick, just to interlude. We got to yeah. do Halloween. I already have our Halloween costumes picked out. Okay. And I, I, if I don't say this, now I'm going to forget it. All right. You're Don Fenucci. Don Fenucci. I'm the young Vito. Okay. With the cap. Like, and we just walk. But you got to walk through the Italian <laughs> festival yeah. here too. Yeah, that one. There's like a Venice festival. Yeah,
1: oh, I know. know. I went there. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame.
0: But you got to walk around. It's with nice the though. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anyway, so, so what you said, <laughs> So and now,
1: now I couldn't take this hotel anymore. It was filthy, so Anyway, Dice, Dice picks me up. He goes, "Listen, come and stay with me." So I stayed at his house for like three, four months, and it was where very was that? up in the Hollywood Hills. Gorgeous home at the time, still good. One of my favorite homes. And uh, I stayed up there, and then he, you know, kind of helped me out. And then, um, you know, I would open for him at the time in the early '90s. And I would save enough money where I got an apartment on Doheny Drive, and that's when I got my first apartment. And then from there. You know, I started doing odds and ends, but you know when you're struggling in L.A., it's not it's not easy. No, it's I'd, not I'd easy. walk every day. I go I would go from um, Doheny Drive. I'd walk to the comedy store at night. I'd stop at the A.M.P.M. Remember the A.M.P.M.
0: Yes, I do.
1: On La Sienna. So
0: I got coffee there every night.
1: I would stop there every yep. every day on the way home, and I would like rob them of hot dogs. I, I would totally eat like remember. seven or eight hot dogs and pay for like one. Now,
0: that was the one on the huge hill. Yes, right, or, right on the yes, hill. Yes, I right absolutely up on top. Remember, remember that place. Coffee yep. every morning, every night in that place. A.M.P.M. Funny, man. it's the
1: greatest spot. Well, and then you had the Pink Dot, which was across the street,
0: and you could order from Pink Dot. Yeah, and I didn't
1: want to walk, so sometimes I because I was who didn't want to walk. So I'd have I was smoking a lot back in those days, a lot of cigarettes. So I would have them deliver one pack of cigarettes to my house. Here I am, a broke <laughs> they comedian. Did that. You I you had seven dollars <laughs> to my name. I'd spend five for a pack of cigarettes. If this asshole can deliver them, because now I you
0: imagine trying to do that today? Oh no! Imagine that they'd have a hundred dollar minimum.
1: Oh yeah, hundred dollar minimum. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I still think Pink Dot's are there though. They might be there. They are still there. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, you could order anything you wanted. Say it was two in the morning, you're hungry. You're drinking. You're having a good time. You don't want to move your ass. You call Pink Dot.
1: Call Pink Dot. They'll and they'll deliver anything. That was their thing. The they'll witness. deliver anything for a fee.
0: Anything. They have booze there. They serve. Yeah. You yeah. Yep. They would
1: deliver. There. They would deliver you a pack of gum, if you wanted it, but they would charge you two dollars and ninety-nine cents. It was worth it. it. it was you know what it. it was. You have any cool Hollywood stories? I mean, I got stories I could tell you. Hanging out. Oh, man. Hollywood stories. Have well. you been in any predicaments? Have you been in any situations that you couldn't believe things you saw? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It, the first one i'm trying to start back way from the beginning i mean when i got out there uh within a week of getting out there and guys this was a different world in hollywood like Will said it was different back then you could crack the code you can break into the club back then really you could within a week of getting out there and i don't know if i ever told you this story i was in vice president of warner brother casting office with this guy i was in the office just me and him the vice president of casting for warner brothers feature films i'm like How the hell is this happening? I was just bartending in Hoboken. I was just pouring drinks for a bunch of drunks at midnight in Hoboken. And now I'm sitting with this guy who's talking to me about the films that are coming up. and And this stuff used to happen out there. How how
1: did you get in there? Did you have an agent at the time?
0: You know, it was just weird, man. It was all about a snowball effect. I think it came from somebody seeing that play I keep telling you about that I did for the Scientologists. And that's another story. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Somebody saw the play. Somebody recommended a photographer. I went to this photographer. The photographer said, you got a great look. Let me call the vice president of casting at Warner Brothers. It was as simple as that back then. Wow. And I find myself. No social media, nothing. No, it was nothing nothing like that. No. But there's a catch to that story. There's a punchline to that story. What happened? The guy wanted me.
1: Oh, he wanted guy, you. Yeah, wanted he wanted,
0: you. wanted me. No, he wanted me, yeah.
1: Oh, wow. You know, because
0: you had that, too. Now, I didn't know anything. And that's fine. I got good right. friends. who oh, talked yeah, about this. Yeah. But I had no idea. This guy was courting me. Right. This guy was courting me. Wow. And I wasn't into the game. No. You, know?
1: you didn't drink the Kool Aid, like no. I said. No. It's amazing. They it was like a to...
0: uh, Firestein. What's the guy's name? Not Firestein. Harvey, H- Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein. Harvey it Weinstein. It was that situation. Yeah. But it happened to everybody I,
1: out there. It, well, you know, I mean. Mitzi Shore, the owner of the comedy store, was, you know, was sleeping with comedians all the time. Did she really? you know, it was like... But she forced
0: them to do that, right?
1: Um, I don't think she forced them. I think she just kind of <laughs> did it and got them stage time, you know? Is that what it was? So the guy went from doing no no shows at the comedy store to being the headliner at the main room on a Friday and Saturday night within a week and a half. Okay, so
0: if Mitzi thought they were cute, So if you were you know? headlining
1: the main room at, you know, a week and a half of you getting to L.A., yeah. You pretty much sleep with Mitzi Shore at the time. You sleep with Mitzi Shore, and I, I, I and I will say Mitzi was wonderful. And I'm not the bad mouth Mitzi because she did give me a break. Oh, she's
0: a legend out there, correct? Yeah. Well, she
1: died now yeah, yeah I she heard. Died. Yeah, I, I I ended up going to the comedy store in uh, in auditioning for her and I got the audition and I didn't pass my first audition
0: now what was your audition? Tell me about that tell the people basically about that.
1: when you audition the comedy store, you're going up on a night on a Monday night and you three minutes and uh three minutes you do three minutes and she'll tell you either come back next week or call for your avails, or you know come back in six months, try it again. you're not ready yet, so I go on stage at night and um I had a hat, like you know, one of the 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 round brim hats, like the, I call them apple bops, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm wearing this hat, and I'm on the stage, and she, after I'm done, I thought I had a pretty good set. She comes out, she, I walk over past her, and she stops me. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get picked up, and she goes. You're not ready yet You remind me too much Of Mitchell Walters Did you remember that voice Come back in six months And six
0: months is a lifetime Lifetime
1: So what happened was About three or four months later I go up on stage again I got in again This time I didn't wear the hat Mm -hmm. I dressed a little differently Same set she goes, oh, God, you're fantastic. Call for your availabilities. You're a regular. And I became a regular at the Comedy Store. But stuff.
0: did she remember you from the first audition? No. I had no probably. idea. She had no idea who I you had were. no idea who I was. Not a clue. Not even a clue. Well, it was like the screenwriting. Remember the screenwriting? You write a script. You submit the script. They say, bring it back, but make these adjustments. And it was yeah. always a voice yeah. like that. Bring right. it back and make. And, make you, the, and, you, and, you, and you adjust nothing. You bring it back. You bring and it back. back. Perfect. Yep. And that's a funny story, yeah. but that's a true story. Yeah. They, they didn't look. They no. never looked. They just felt the need To send you home Yeah To redo something
1: I don't get it Like even my manager Who I'm not I don't, I'm not with I'm not going to mention his name I just we, You know we're, we're still friends We mutually left each other recently Even my manager I would send him like a, a, a synopsis That I was writing And he goes Oh it's great Just change the And To a then I'm like what the fuck Is this it's what, One word. What does that make any difference Let's you, get this done Send it in Let's sell this fucking script did, already Did you tell him to go Fuck himself or what Oh uh. <laughs> You know how many
0: times I wanted to say that to these people out there?
1: And I mean, he's a powerful man. I love the guy. He's fantastic. That's the reason why I won't mention his name. But he's in in, uh, New York. Powerful guy. One of the biggest managers in the show business. Telling me to change... Why you know what? Capitalize the A and send it back Why can't you capitalize because the fucking A? Because they
0: had to throw their weight around. That's all yeah. that was. They yeah. had to prove something. Yeah. I'm more powerful than you. Right. And even if they were And they were. Yeah, but they so were. What? But so what? You gotta they had to throw that shit around constantly. <sighs> but but it was breakable. Yes. The business was breakable. Absolutely. Wheels broken.
1: So I did. how did that happen? Well what happened with me then at that point, um then I was I was on i was kind of on fire in, in the comedy world. You know, I was opening uh, the hottest comic in the world at the time. give me
0: a time frame. So what year are you talking about? Or years, you know? Cause I'm well, I was about- already,
1: I was already a name, I was starting to build my name already from New York. Mm-hmm. I started comedy in 1987. So I was already from 87 to 1990, three years, I was already starting to get a name in the business. So I didn't go to LA as an open micer. I never did the open mic scene. I went to L.A. as Wheels already. You
0: went as Wheels, and you're talking 90.
1: I I already had, in 1990, I went to the comedy store as Wheels. I was already Wheels known from New York. But no matter who you were, you still had to go for the audition. Didn't matter if you were a name or not. You still had to audition for Mitzi Shore, no matter who you were.
0: Because it's one of the biggest comedy clubs on the planet. It's the
1: mecca of comedy clubs. So regardless, no matter who you were. And uh, it's funny, because the only person she never passed on that she thought did not have any talent was Jerry Seinfeld. She did pass on him? Didn't, Didn't. She didn't want him. She didn't want him? Nope. Do you remember that being there? Uh, no, I remember Well, no, he was big at the time. He was time, big though. at the time. No, yeah, but that yeah. was a story everybody knew. He didn't, you know, and he would even talk about how Mitzi wouldn't wouldn't take him.
0: Well, it's a different kind of comedy, though, isn't
1: yeah, it? Yeah, but there's other comics that kind of hysterical. like. He's a monologist. He's an etymologist. He's a wordsmith. So, you know, she had guys like that. She just didn't like him. That's interesting. So then he would then when he made it, you know what he used to do? Because she lived up on Doheny Drive in West Hollywood up on the top. She actually lived in the... Uh, next door to Larry Flint Hustle Magazine
0: Oh yeah And he had the building Down on uh, right. Wilshire On Wilshire So yeah, she yeah.
1: lived right Next door to him uh, Jerry when he made yeah. it In the business He would sit in front Of her house Every day on one Of his Porsches On top of his car Reading a book <laughs> Waiting for her To pull out see, of the no, driveway Just to wave at see, her
0: No I like no, that No that I like That's a good yeah. story it's Just a, to wave yeah, I, yeah. It's basically Give her the finger, well, he? her the finger well,
1: huh? Why didn't you pass me <laughs> What's wrong with my jokes
0: That's <laughs> pretty good Yeah well, Wheels does impersonations By the way Yeah
1: it's good. I, I can do a little bit of So and so anyway, I was already starting to cook because I was opening for, of course, the most controversial king of comedy in the world, Dice at the time. So I was already known as a becoming a name. Mm-hmm. And then I just I got an agent. I was with the Levine agency, Sid Levine, and uh, we're still friends to this day. He's a great guy. He don't I remember represent that me name very well. Remember Sid? He's yes, the, I do. He had an office up on uh, ninety two fifty five Sunset Boulevard, and then he went down. He lived. He worked in the. He had the an office in the Larry Flint building. On Wilshire and La Cienega
0: Now that first building you mentioned, that's a huge building at the end of the Sunset You remember 9255? Yes, I do because yeah. I was in that building many, many times, that's many, great. many appointments. You see, it's actually <laughs> a small town. I don't know how much it's changed. And isn't it it's funny how now we now? can
1: remember the addresses? Oh, absolutely, you remember yeah. the addresses. And you knew exactly where it was. Do
0: you remember uh, what was the place of the world or so something? You went to audition. Oh, wonders, windows,
1: windows, windows, uh, windows of the World.
0: No, not, that one was a trade center. That's a trade center. What the? Hell oh no it? no, it was uh, What the hell's the name uh, of that place? With the, with the globe in the yeah, front. Yeah, it was a globe.
1: Yeah, and it was on Crossroads of the World. Crossroads of the World. Yes.
0: Place crosswords of the world, guys, which we all had to audition. Everybody constantly.
1: Always, and it was different, different casting directors in that building. Oh yeah, so it was you was chock full of them. Yeah,
0: and you had to kiss their ass to a degree. Oh, terrible! I hated that. You know, I hated that part of the business.
1: It was I, the worst. I hated it. Yeah, because you knew you know you knew what you can bring to the table, and you just wanted them to see it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But you ever go into the waiting room to kiss? Let's talk about that for a second. The kiss ass actors in the waiting room, like they're really, right. really desperate actors oh, from yeah. Arkansas and people oh, like yeah. that. I mean, they do anything. Well, you know, it was anything. weird
1: with me because I was getting par- I was getting. I was going to for auditions that were like Italian mob based auditions because that was the that was what I looked like. Yeah. So when I went into an audition, everybody looked like it was a family reunion when I was in there. we were like all related. Yeah. You would have thought that we were all fucking brothers, cousins, brothers, uncles, and aunt, you know, they just all looked alike. It was the and then you would see them in different auditions, but the darkness that you can feel from certain people, you just knew there was a dec- that that one person was a deviant. You know, he was going to totally leave feel there. It. You know? Yeah. And be a, he was just a diva He was going to go back To his one bedroom apartment And do bad things To himself all day Until oh, yeah. the next audition Oh no,
0: absolutely And it was a horrifying thought Wasn't it <laughs> oh. And then they'd go Into the room They'd finally get their break They'd go into the room You heard the bullshit Coming yeah. out oh, yeah. Right through the door The screaming yeah. The yelling The yeah. rolling around What a time And my, my agent would always tell
1: me When you walk into the room Walk in as the role
0: You walk in owning the role
1: Yeah Yeah. walk in as that already And I, and I would do that all the time And I got a lot of film I I did quite a bit of movies Out there but, uh, you know, I look at it like this. For every, and I've done thousands of auditions. So you, in a in in world of acting and comedy, you have to be bulletproof.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because for all the auditions that we go on and don't get, and you get one out of maybe 700, that means we got rejected 699 times.
0: You have to adore rejection. You have to get used to it. You have to thrive on it. You
1: have to be like... Relentless. You
0: do. You really do. And you know what? I got a residual check today. I, I did too.
1: Up. You did? A dollar and five cents. I just deposited it in my and I
0: got, Oh, And I got you beat. I made it. Uh, I think Sanj said, you got a residual check. I, I looked at the check. It was like nine bucks. It's a big one. Wow. Tell the folks, what's a residual check? A lot of people don't well, know you what do that a
1: movie, is. Well, you do a movie or a TV show, and whenever they air the show in different markets, you get a piece of that. <laughs> so, you know, like, okay, from experience, the show, one of the movies I did was I was in Low Down, Dirty Shame. So that movie plays still here and there in different markets. So they'll they'll figure out. I don't know how they figure out what you I get. I don't know
0: where they even know where you are. How do they even know where the hell we I've are? I've gotten checks
1: for twenty cents. I've
0: gotten that too. But you, you know, know what? I cash it. You know why? Stick Me too. It Right up their ass. Yep. Stick I do. The Let them
1: pay for it. Let them pay. I always look good. at it this way. No matter what, you know. And this is something and we'll go back to the Hollywood thing. Sure. People tell you, you know, if you see a penny and it's not on heads, don't pick it up. It's a, you know, if it's on tails, don't pick it up. It's a it's a it's a thing. I look at it as pick it up. Why? Because it's a money opportunity, and you should never pass up a money opportunity, whether it's a penny or a thousand dollars. It's still a money opportunity, and the law does not understand how much is how much. They just understand it's a money opportunity.
0: See, I like that philosophy, and you should always live that way, and that's why cash the checks.
1: Cash the checks. Cash
0: the checks. And again, I got you beat today. Felicity was the show.
1: Felicity. Since, uh,
0: about 20 years ago. And the checks that. are still coming in, but they're funny, I should frame But how are you getting a nine dollar? That's like a lot of money. Nine bucks was huge. Uh, guys, and nine dollars is a big residual check. That you don't forget, Seinfeld every time he opens his mailbox It's a million dollar check. Every friggin' time. Yeah. I figure he goes to the mailbox, opens it up. He's got what, twenty thousand a day coming in? Oh
1: probably way over that
0: sure but yeah. we get nine dollars twenty
1: cents twenty cents but i'm gonna cash them i'll out get the a fifteen dollar check once in a while that's fine I'm like, wow I'll cash it. you know somebody who got tells that means the star of the show must have got at least 900 can you imagine those residual checks the, yeah there's people living off that well they'll be living off it of now because the hollywood's closed for another three months
0: hollywood is closed for another uh, three months they said hollywood is absolutely closed
1: yeah and they not they don't yeah. even know when they're gonna open
0: you know you know that's a strange situation though. what are they doing what the hell are they doing out there right now you know what they're are they all, doing they' are all staying home there they're yeah, gonna I be mean, broke
1: they're gonna be a lot of foreclosures not a foreclosure' There's gonna be a lot of uh, eviction soon if they don't let people uh, well
0: of course but how are these kids these young kids the Millennials today they're the ones that are out there pushing right right the 25 to 40 year olds yeah how the hell are they living in that town where they live in 10 to an apartment yeah that's number one yeah but now they're not getting anything. they're not getting
1: anything yeah they can't go they can't they can't go on the streets at night and hustle no
0: and that's guys dumb. you got to remember like the thousand dollar apartments that's done in Hollywood oh that's God. done yeah.
1: with thousand dollars you're gonna get a bedroom what are you gonna get you're sharing a your bedroom in like you know downtown LA on Skid Row with a guy right next to you yeah yeah, yeah. The, the deviant from the, from yeah, the casting the director
0: he's right there so it's a different city man what else what else do you think about it what's going on well I'll
1: tell you what man it's just that right now people gotta figure out what they gotta do the city is that they tax you that you you're, you can't live You all you do is work to live you don't work to enjoy your money you can't enjoy your money in LA no um, and then oh, right. the actors right now And everybody I wouldn't want to be there At this time
0: Well something happened After the millennium You know after 2000 The place just became Unaffordable The place became Clogged with wannabes You know Everybody got The oh, yeah. fame epidemic The fame epidemic Did happen While we were out there You and me Yeah a lot of posers A lot of posers yeah. They said hey I can do it And they go out there But no training Right yeah. No theater background no, nothing. nothing
1: A lot Those of the p- comedians That suck nowadays They suck But they have an audience On Twitter and, and Facebook Or whatever Not Facebook But Instagram And it's not even based on talent anymore. It's based on how many followers do you have putting asses in seats. If you got a million followers, they're going to book you in a comedy club. If you can't even do fucking five minutes, you know why? They're going to book you because you're going to put asses in seats because these other losers that are following you think you're funny and they're going to go up there and they're going to be disappointed and they're going to end up hating comedy clubs because of you, asshole. Yeah,
0: Exactly. You know, and have some talent. Talent's not any part of it. Talent's, talent has nothing to do with it. Years the ago,
1: it was it's, it's based on thing. talent. We worked, we crafted our, we honed our craft on the stage, night after night after night after night after night for years, Absolutely. for years you before, before we even got a paid gig. You had to. Now it's now it's all it's all entitlement. Everybody thinks they can just go. Hey, I'm a comedian now. It's all watered down.
0: It's uh, you know, if you were an actor, you did theater, right? And right. You did little small. Parts. Did you ever do stand up? never did stand-up. You know what's funny about stand-up? People have been telling me to do it for years. Yeah. 25 years I've been saying, you got to do stand-up. You got to do stand-up. And I don't know. I, I don't know if I, if I could. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'd like to give it a shot. Maybe I will. You yeah. should. What the hell? Hey. You know? I was at my mother's house. You know Mama D. Mama yes. D. She yeah. was on the air a yeah. week ago. Yeah.
1: She was great, by the way. Yeah, you know,
0: she's awesome. We're going to have her back. She's We're so friends exciting. on Facebook now. No, she said so. Yeah. She loves it. She says, uh, Wheels is on the beach, and it's, it looks beautiful today. I go, yeah. Isn't it? But, no, but she said, uh, you know, she had a bunch of people over about a year ago. Had a room full of people. I didn't know half of them. I just got up, started telling stories, and they loved it. You know? And that reaction, you talked about that. That Right. Reaction the reaction you get from, you people, get when I, from
1: people enjoying what you're yes, saying.
0: Yes. If you can elicit a reaction, it, it gives you sort of a bug. Right. And I think I might have the comic bug. I don't know. Maybe I will. Well, the only problem with
1: that is now you have nowhere to go do it except for here. That's the so problem. We can do, so what you're doing right here, you're actually... And first of all, let me tell you something. Our show... Was ranked 32 in comedy podcast.
0: Yes, oh, Luke, congratulations! So what man. we're doing
1: oh right now, two guys Believe here in it. Southwest Florida having a podcast. We're up against guys who are in LA right now, New York doing podcasts, and then under us, we're 32, and here we are, two Mama Luke's sitting at the kitchen two table with a big Annie pasta in front of us and having cosmopolitans and red wine.
0: Isn't it amazing?
1: And we're already number 32, and it's our third episode. We're going to be, th- we're going to actually be 20 by the time this episode airs tomorrow. So
0: we may get into the top 10 eventually. We're so going to be in the top
1: 10. Isn't this good? We're going to be in the top 10. See,
0: this is exciting, folks. It goes to show there's opportunity you know there's different things going on in Hollywood like we're talking about right yeah uh, a lot of lost opportunity there but there's opportunity in other ways and we're having such a good time with this and I for one am blown away at the 32 ranking that's that's absolutely incredible
1: and we did this in a matter of two weeks yeah yeah
0: so you guys thank you for
1: listening my yeah. god these so people... subscribe tell your friends about it subscribe hey subscribe, you know it's yes. you know funny I was talking about the residual checks remember that bar in the valley called residuals
0: yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I do
1: yeah and I do you would re- bring your check to them and if they yeah. if you gave it to them the low and They would put it up on the wall and give you a free drink. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, because because they wanted to put the shitty they wanted residual to put the shitty residual residuals straight on the wall. Yeah, yeah, I got a bunch of them. You know?
1: Residuals, you know. I used to hang out. Um, <laughs> I, I'll tell you a story. Some some real creepy people in Hollywood, man. Just talking about the creepy people. There was oh, a guy man. back in the day. I used to hang out at the the Rainbow Bar and Grill. Have you been to the Rainbow? Yeah,
0: it's the rock and roll bar. Rock it's, and roll uh, bar. Absolutely, Van Halen, everybody, hung everybody. Out there. You uh, know, the all the crew.
1: porn stars. Ron Jeremy with his girls. Talk about that. I got to hear something. So of this Ron guy. Jeremy would be sitting at the table. You know, he had like nine women around him, and he's over there sleeping. He has an narcolepsy. He can't. He's He, narcoleptic. he just falls asleep he on the dime? He falls asleep in the middle of getting, you know, head.
0: You know what somebody said the one time? Narcus Sleepy. Narcus Sleepy. <laughs> so Ron Jeremy had
1: Narcus Sleepy? Sleepy. He would fall asleep. He would come to my apartment. I lived on Horn Road, right above uh, Spargo. You remember where Spargo was? Sure, I was in Spargo. Uh, well, I lived oh, yeah. all the way up on top of the hill. And uh, not, not across the street from me, there was an apartment where Art Art Linkletter, if you know mm-hmm. who he is, his yep. daughter jumped and I committed do. suicide from that apartment building. Did she really? But I lived in a two story. You can, you're, gonna, you're gonna you're gonna break your ankle you're if break you jump my...
0: uh, Hobble around.
1: So I would live up there. He would come up to my apartment, and uh, in the middle of the night after the rainbow, he'd come up there. Come on wheels. He goes, let's go to your place. And, and this and, is Ron Jeremy. Ron I Jeremy. Des-
0: describe him though quickly. You so so Ron the Hedgehog.
1: The you know he's a, you know he's, a, he's oh, he always smells of bo. <laughs> the guy just stinks, and
0: a hairy porn star. From hairy the porn
1: star, but he was like an icon. He's yeah. still an icon. He's like a cult, cult oh, classic. I met him
0: out there a couple of times. Yeah,
1: and he would he would always stink, and he would always fall asleep wherever he was. He was the cheapest guy in the world. He would never pay for anything. If you were having a pizza at your table at the Rainbow, he would come by and grab a grab slice. Grab a slice, yeah. always. Grand Jeremy was going to grab a slice. So he come he'd come up to my house sometimes, and he would just bring these girls up there. And he would fall asleep. And no. here I am, like, what am I going to do? I now, get, who
0: would he bring up there? The porn stars he was working uh, with? Jordan or,
1: uh... St. James would come up to my house. So where they were they in the business? Yeah, Fallon, ones. people that, you know, probably, like, you know, doing nothing now. You know, Tracy Lords or no? No, never, never Tracy Lords. But if you were, like, in that category, yeah, um, yeah. Jordan St. James, I don't remember he always was with her. Was with her. But uh, it's funny, talking about the Hollywood Hills, there was a house up in the Hollywood Hills. There was this guy at the Rainbow called Fig. And he would have this, Purple car, and he'd always park it in front of the rainbow. It kind of looked like a gazelle car. You know those gazelles? Yeah. Uh, they call them. It yeah. was purple, like a Rolls, or whatever. And he w- he'd always carry a cat with him. He'd always have this cat. And he was a real creepy the guy. He was a lawyer, a big a lawyer. Like a furry cat. Like right. The, uh, and he always James had this fur coat on and his cat. And he'd walk around with his cat. it? Always stroking the cat. <laughs> so he was always hanging out at the, at the rainbow. You know, he'd have his own table in the back. He was a lawyer. He had so much money. And at the end of the night, he would have a party up to his house. And if you were privileged enough to get invited to a fig party, you went up to the house. what right? went on in that place. Man. It was three phases of party. So you walked into the door. That meant you were allowed to get in. Wow, I'm allowed to get into the party. Nothing was going on in the main area. Just a few people that were allowed to get into the party were there. But then there was the second room. If you got into the second room, you were like graduating from the third to first room and nothing was going on. So, <laughs> so who the start, second room who
0: stops you from getting into the uh Well second the second room.
1: room you you couldn't go in, it was locked unless you knew somebody to get in. So then you get into the second room and you know the second room was just people drinking, hanging out, having a good time. But Fig was never in that room. So he was never in the first room. He was never in the second room. But he was in the third room. Third room. Oh, what was the third room? The third room, he would have young girls in his room. Now, I don't know how old they were. I'm going to assume they were 18. How's that? Yeah. Hopefully. Maybe not. And he, and he would only be him and just girls. And you weren't allowed in there unless you were a girl. A young girl, and that was the only—that was the only way you were allowed. Nobody ever saw it, except I think Ron Jeremy, guys like that, would be going there. But it was off limits to regular people. So the second room was where everybody hung out, just to say you were at a fig party. So but that's thick.
0: amazing. See how seedy the place was? It was, uh, it was like a cast system, levels. Yeah, levels, levels of room. Of, uh, so if you got into the first oh, yeah. room,
1: nothing was going on. You were hoping to get into the second room. It's so amazing, you hung out man. all night long hoping to get into the second room. Sometimes you didn't get in.
0: So you see how that hierarchy went, though? It depended who you were. Yep. And how far along you were. In the I business. ended up
1: getting into the second room. Second of course, rooms. never got into the third room. So that's
0: an accomplishment. Yeah, into the yeah second room. I finally
1: did. The reason why is I used to have, I used to rent this house up in Hollywood Hills. I rented it off a Mitzi Shore called Crest Hill. At the time, I was making some money, so I was paying about 3800 a month for this house. Big house. I have a picture of it. I'll post it. And I would... <laughs> I would uh, go to the Rainbow at night, and I'd go to the Rainbow. I'd go to um, all these other clubs on Sunset Boulevard, and I would give out these passes for after hours, and the after hours was going to be at my house because mm-hmm. the house was 6,000 6, square foot.
0: <laughs> so you had after hours I would have after hours at my house, and I
1: would charge like 30, 40 bucks oh, at the There's a way, brother. There's a way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would, I was, and I would, I would charge so people to come to my house, and it was just like 500 people packed into a house. So I would leave because I was worried we were going to get busted. So I would have a guy working with me that would collect the money and tell him I'm going to go to the hotel and I'm going to go across to the, the Mondrian hang out at the Mondrian and you just bring me the money. The
0: Mondrian. So on oh these Jesus, nights I would rent the, I would here. rent
1: a house in the Mondrian rent a uh, hotel room in the Mondrian across the street from my house because I was worried that my house was going to get busted and I didn't want to be there with the money so I would take all the money to the hotel and stay overnight in the hotel and I would watch people partying in my house because hey, <laughs>
0: But that's how the place was. Yeah, it was it, great. It really was a nonstop party, and there were these different spots that we all hit. Like you hit these three or four places. Yep. You know, Chateau Marmont. That Chateau was Marmont
1: was that the spot you were you Well, That was the
0: spot with uh, Constance. I think I talked about
1: her. Him. I'm going to pour myself a show. glass of wine. Go ahead, and pour it up. You want anything? I got a whole antipasto over we're here. We're going
0: to eat the antipasto. And by the way, I'm, I'm looking. Gonna, I'm going to be back in a minute. Yeah, right? Wheels is going to take a little while. but I'm telling you what I'm looking at here. He's got on the table. I come over his house, he's got this antipasto platter. Olives of all sorts. What do you got here? Green with the peppers green, in there? Green, cracked, black. Cracked, olive black. Olives, Look at this. He's holidays, got... And what do you got? You got... Uh, Scamotes. Remember that word, Scamotes? Scamotes. is what? A wet mozzarella, right?
1: This is the Romano. This is Oh, man. This is uh, parma prosciutto, camicola. I got a little I got fresh mozzarella and tomatoes and some mushrooms here. See, this is the way we eat, I man. So.
0: And people think I don't do this because I'm the fitness business. They truly believe that I don't eat this stuff. And I do. Tell
1: them about that. How do you discipline yourself?
0: You got it. Like, like I said, if you listen to episode two, you have to have these treats, guys. You have to have it. And by the way, Wheels, did you know this interesting fact? As of yesterday or the day before, what are we on, Wednesday now? Monday, as of this past Monday, it's been two months... Since I've taught a fitness class, which means it's two months since I've done any cardio whatsoever,
1: and I still feel What about good. for yourself,
0: though? Myself? No cardio. Weights. Weights. So That's you could it. do
1: cardio, though, right?
0: Yeah, I could do cardio, but the thing is I haven't lost anything.
1: I feel Who great. Who needs it?
0: But I'm still eating good. And, you know Look at this. I'm eating all these uh, beautiful but will you, Italian will, But meats. you do eat it, though. Sure, I eat it, Okay. because I know enough to uh, work But you haven't up.
1: changed. Like, your body still looks ripped.
0: It's exactly the same, because I know how to work out at this point. It's as simple as that. You know, you hit it hard. So what do you fast. do? Give me your regimen.
1: You want to hear it? I want to know what you do when you wait. How, what's, your, what's, what's Charlie DeFazio's regimen? That's
0: a good question. Are you going to do it with me if I tell you?
1: No, I just want to drink the wine while you no, talk. No, no, no,
0: come on. you got to do the wine. <laughs> well,
1: we're, going to get you on, we're going to get you on video one day outside. Yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to, bring you, we're going to go to the beach, and we're going to have you on video, and we're going to go through a whole thing and, uh, of your workout routine. No,
0: I absolutely want to do that because I want the folks to feel like they can live it up and still do this on the side. So here's what I do. I get up. Have my breakfast. Um, I told you what the breakfast was. A couple eggs, little oatmeal, right? Yeah. Um, and that's it. Maybe a protein drink after that. I get into the garage at some point, and it's basically waits right now. Since the gym shut down, guys, and we don't know when these gyms are opening again. We don't know. We, we don't they know. They say
1: uh, phase two, right?
0: It's phase two, but still, you're two months into this lockdown. I know it's crazy. T- we got to get into that too. And I, feel, I
1: feel like shit. I'm over here eating antipasto haven't worked out. In
0: well, look at me. Place. I got a cosmopolitan. We're mi- we mix. By the way, before the show, we mix cosmopolitans because it's a Hollywood drink.
1: They can see it on YouTube. Go to Wheels P if you want to subscribe. You hear that? Go to. I'm mean, eating a mushroom. Go to the Wheels P on YouTube. Wheels P. I'm not going to spell it. And uh, watch the video. We, you see Charlie in my kitchen in my house. Making Cosmos.
0: Well, since we're talking about YouTube, you know, where they can see the workouts, uh, they can see your thing on there, and they can see, you go to Charlie DeFazio YouTube, it's brand new, but you'll see the workouts there, and you can subscribe, and you can give me some hits. But back to the workout, you get up, I'm going into the garage right Definitely now. Definitely subscribe
1: to Charlie's YouTube, by the way.
0: Oh, you would love it, dude, because there's little sample workouts on there for them, you know? Yeah. So I'm doing weights right now. Two months down into the lockdown, I haven't taught a class um, I'm missing the hell out of it guys and if you're out there listening you know me you're one of my students maybe I miss you I miss that so much but we'll get back to it don't worry but for now it's weights I go into the garage I got a full weight set and I hammer the weights for about an hour and a half okay and that's it I'm basically on a bodybuilder split routine I'll do like chest and tries one day back and buys the next maybe legs the next day but I have not sweat a bead
1: in two months so, it's, so you're rotating
0: I'm rotating yeah what was that?
1: That was the ice machine.
0: That, what that was holy shit. That scared the hell out of me. It's got like thunder in the background. Something like that werewolf coming back in here. That fast. It did. Thing. you got to be right. But that's it. And again, I'm here to help you out.
1: Wheels is here to help
0: you out. So do you do personal food. training though still? Doing personal training, yeah. But how does that work
1: in, in, in this world now, in the new world? Well, it's Zoom calls now. You get on a Zoom chat or you I know you a do Face a few time. of those.
0: Yeah, I do a few of those, and it's good. You know, the fact yeah. is you're right there anyway.
1: So people can go into Zoom and they can hire you as a personal trainer still. So nothing changed that way. You guys can do that.
0: Anybody out there. It doesn't matter where you are on the planet. I don't care where you are. If you're in Australia, you need me to take you through a workout, get you going, help you out, motivate you a little. That's how you do it. You can DM me, get in touch with me through wheels or whatever.
1: Well, just yeah, or just through give through your YouTube. information, yeah, through YouTube yeah, or just you know,
0: Facebook, yeah. Well, we got to help each other. This is a this is a seriously long friggin' time to be in
1: lockdown, isn't it? It is. What do you think the new normal is going to be? Like That's now everything point. we just—I wanted to talk about that a little bit. It's a perfect time. to bring I mean, it on. now you can't shake hands; you got to bump elbows. But did you notice
0: heads. what's happening? Like I came in tonight, like two weeks ago, we did episode one. What was it? So yeah, we a had our masks on. Yeah. So, we, we, so, we,
1: so right now we're in phase three. <laughs> yeah, we didn't touch each other; ten <laughs> yeah.
0: feet away. Now, now phase I mean, three—we
1: barely wanted to be there. Let's no, face but today was a good forum. This was a right? forum. So we did a nice forum.
0: Yeah, and don't forget, this is a thing. You know, the Italians, me, and Wheels—we meet each other whenever we see each other. I'm not
1: saying I'm not going to lysol when you leave.
0: No, you got to lice the hell out of this place. You never know what I got. I don't know.
1: No, me too. I mean, but I see, don't though.
0: But you know what's funny? It's lightening up. But here's the thing: you got some of these people. They're in suits of armor still in their cars, and you can see these people driving around. They're in suits of armor, right? With force fields around the car. Yeah. But then you got the other people who don't give a rat's ass, right? And they behave as if this thing right. never happened. Like they have no idea. They don't even wash their hands when they leave a the bathroom. <laughs> no, I've I seen quite a few. Well, people that's that. a nightmare. That happens in the gyms a lot. And I by can't the way, stand it. I can't stand that when the gym's open, the first thing you're going to see are these bastards it's coming out of the
1: toilet. Yep and not washing their hands. Well, I see him in the store like when I go shopping for groceries or something, it's I'll be disgusting. in the bathroom. I wash my hands all of a sudden the hot water's working now. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Hot water's working cuz they make it run all day. Mm-hmm. And uh the guy next to me is taking a piss. Got his dick in his hands. He leaves. He walks walks right the fuck out. I want to say, listen. What a pandemic. He in he, a fucking he, pandemic. He walks out
0: of the bathroom with just his where dick in his, dick his, dick hand? his hands.
1: <laughs> I mean, you zip her up. Yeah, but
0: here's the problem. Throw some soap on it. No, wait a minute, but they're coming out they're taking dumps and walking out when I wash.
1: They don't hands. care anymore. They
0: don't give a shit. This and, is and, and bacteria. B- and by the way, when these gyms open back up, here's the last thing I want to see ever again. And this is a problem with working in gyms. These nude men, and it's usually a certain age group. Right. It's never anybody under 65. I'll say it right, right. now in the air. Walking around, balls-ass naked, like they yeah. just came out of the womb. Like they're home. Yeah. One leg up on the sink, blow-drying their junk. They make yourself at home. Never again, assholes. Sure. All right? Put your clothes on.
1: The put guy's th- name is Fred. Yeah. Who would have a thought? Why Fred? No, you see, it, <laughs> that's probably his name, I'm saying. Oh, it's probably, yeah, it's probably his,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. Yeah, his name's Fred. He's got one leg up on the sink. He's got the blow dryer underneath. Yeah. Yeah, I, I need to, I don't need to see that. I don't need to hear it.
1: Yeah, I don't want to see, I don't want to have a visual of this guy with his, with his, with, his, with, it, with it hanging down his, well, that's oh. yeah.
0: Well, and by the way, they don't look like that ever worked out anyway. None of these guys ever look like they did a sit up in their lives. No. And I don't need to see that. No.
1: It's like they work out every day and you see them with their iPhones in the gym taking pictures in the mirror. Yeah. And I'm guilty of it too but I'm not trying to be fucking Hercules. <laughs> no, you're not. no, you're I'm not. fucking wheels, man. Yeah. I'm an overweight comic who's trying to lose some weight. I'm not trying to be Hercules. You can take a picture. You, you're you ripped but you got some guys in the, and they're taking a picture like... Nothing's changed in 9 weeks. No,
0: and not only has it not changed, they refuse to put some clothes on. Yeah. You got to put a pair of clothes on, okay? Yeah. You got to do that. I don't I don't walk around naked in my own bathroom at home. No. I don't. I, t- I got to if I'm shaving, I got a towel around my waist. Yeah. Have some dignity. You don't need to be balls-ass naked in these gyms. It's not Necessary.
1: I was in Planet Fitness, right? I saw a guy with one arm working out. Now it's okay. One arm. He's a one-arm guy working out, but he's walking around with his arm sticking out like he just worked that arm out for an hour. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> and he's and he's looking in his arm and i me. I want to walk over to him and say, "Wow, we got some arm there." I'm like, yeah, "How do you even say? You know, what do you tell the guy? How do you compliment his arm?" Is that, what I'm trying to tell that, you. That's a very strange, you walk away. Uh, you just walk away and say, "You know what? I'm not going to even bother with this guy. He let him work out his one arm." That's a very strange visual, right there. And he's there. flexing his arm and he's lifting it up and he's pump walking around like this. That, you know,
0: the arm swinging out. Very. You know what I had a guy uh, I, had and I want to
1: guy. tell him I'm like listen No matter what you do No matter what You got one fucking arm Yeah and not only that <laughs> And I got two And I'm 300 pounds Yeah but not only that Not really I'm you 260 know, You're 260? Well, that, that, maybe I gained a few pounds since. So how pandemic. much weight Did
0: you actually lose? I
1: gotta, I gotta bring that I up I was right 380 now. 380. It was my highest weight. Okay, 380 so, was my highest weight ever. So I
0: think I asked you that on an So I dropped 160
1: one. pounds total, and then I gained about 40 back, and I think I probably gained another on 20. So I probably gained around 60 pounds back since this pandemic, 20 pounds off to 40. So, so what's
0: the difference? Uh, I want to get down, down to like, 220. And you will. You will, absolutely. But what's the difference between uh, your maximum weight and right now? Because I probably saw you at your max when you did uh Uh, Probably around up. 330 back then. Is that where you were? Yeah. And what was your max?
1: 380.
0: And what did that feel like?
1: I'm Terrible. Terrible. I didn't like it. Tell me in what way. I want to know what that feels like. Well, I was smoking, Mm -hmm. so I would would have this heaviness in my when I was when I would lay down at night in bed. I'd feel this heaviness, um, you know, on my chest. It felt terrible. You know, getting Mm -hmm. up, I would snore a lot. I couldn't get up. I I would sleep until two in the uh, afternoon. Uh, It was just this terrible being that way. I didn't like it. You know, you know, I didn't feel good. I I wasn't into I wasn't into wanting to be that way anymore.
0: So how much weight did you actually lose? From then to now, I mean, 160. Okay, so what is it? 160 pounds is the
1: maximum weight loss. Is my maximum weight loss?
0: So we talked about this. That's three loaded suitcases. Right.
1: Think about that. Yeah. Right. You ever, you ever pack a suitcase it, yeah, to the figure, point yeah, that's you, right.
0: Yeah, you can't pick it up off the floor. Yeah.
1: Three yeah. of them. That's right. On your body. Walking around with that as a young you look kid, like, and when you look John like. Candy died,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that's when I decided to lose the weight.
0: Is that what? I'm did Like it?
1: I can't do it. This guy. And then I found out he also was doing coke, which I've never done in my life. Talking about L.A., everybody was oh, doing coke. Oh, yeah,
0: back to that scene. I didn't do it either. I got to say, proudly say, proudly say, I've never done that. I did mushrooms. Oh, I've done that, and I did that in Hollywood. It's a friggin' trip. Man. Yeah, it's a trip. I all did right. acid out there. I got to say, never that right on the acid. air Right now, I did it one time. Yeah. You know what it's like? You go to a party and it's freaky, man. You're just looking at everybody like they're the most amazing things you've ever seen in your right. life. They're it's like all weird... colorful and decorative. Yeah, but it was a good trip, from yeah. what I understand. <laughs>
1: From what you remember From what
0: I remember It was a good trip I heard there's really bad trips But you go with it And I've only done that Once in my life It was one of the roommates I had a little hippie guy He gave me this little piece of paper I go, what could this do I put it on my tongue The next thing I know I'm watching the veins in my arms dance. It was the weirdest thing. Friggin- oh, really? Yeah, because that's what it does. They say
1: it'll do that, and it'll also make you walk around naked in the gym. That's what I've heard. You can walk. Maybe that's why they're naked in the frigging gyms. So maybe that's why they're well, you doing go to, you, Now, let's talk about the gym in Hollywood. Cole. Oh, um,
0: my God. Let's get the Coles. Yeah. So ho- was that was Cole would right? be
1: the Gold's gym on coal.
0: Does anybody know that out there? If you do, let us know, right? That there's was
1: some I would go there once in a while. Let's start about that. Let's well, that was really your hangout. I'm going to take a ever. bite of this uh, yeah. prosciutto here. Go ahead. That's the prosciutto. Oh, you, yeah. make, oh, you got the prosciutto? And, uh, this is amazing and food the fresh mozzarella. Try the gabagol there Where too it, later. Right, one that right that, right that one's the gabagol. It's kind of like All a right. hot so not so too hot. It's a just a nice gabagol.
0: So while Wheels is setting up the Gold's Gym in Hollywood, there's so much history for us there. What
1: happened, Wheels? So there was a, well, more history for you, but there was a gym on coal in Hollywood. It was Gold's gym And uh, It was just It was just It was a lot of gay people In that gym a lot, of the, a lot of the Boys Town people Hanging out in that Love gym Which know, is I nothing got, wrong with no, that No nothing wrong But I got stories too When you're done And, um, and that's really I mean I would go there with, You know Andrew would go there And work out I'd go with him and work out But I was not a, I would go more to the North Hollywood Gold's And I would go to the one in Venice Because I was living in Venice So I'd ride my bike To the Gold's in Venice So I was at that time Living in Venice would you like the Gabagol? Yeah, I'm listening. Oh, no, I'm saying, but you like it?
0: Oh, man, I'm loving this food. You kidding me?
1: So, um, and I would go there. What about you? I mean, isn't that, uh, you, what about me? you, you met your wife there, right?
0: Yeah, man. It's, here's what happened. 94. So I get out there with that one suitcase. I get the apartment with that weirdo roommate of mine. That's a different story. But I go down looking for a gym. And I ended up in uh, the Golds on Coal, the one Wheels was talking about. I yeah. walk in. I start working out. I knew nobody. Um, it is a very gay gym, which is fine. But I didn't know that at the time. So I start getting hit on immediately. I start working out with a guy, and I'd like, to get, I'd like to get in touch with him. I haven't seen him in a very, very long time. Who's that? Well, I nicknamed him uh, Mississippi. I love Mississippi. I just, for some reason, you know, we're Italians. We give people nicknames, but for no particular reason. So I nicknamed this guy Mississippi. But anyway, we're working out. We're working out. And after the workout, you go to lunch. You know, go to Melrose, get some chicken. Remember Cuckaroos out there? I do remember Cuckaroos. You do? Yeah. Of course. Wasn't that amazing? So I we used to go love there. It there. All those chicken places. Yeah. was popular. It was popular because all the bodybuilders were there. So we go yeah. for lunch. And, and your
1: Loco was another I'll
0: one. your Loco. But this guy's buying me lunch every but day. But Cuckaroos,
1: for people who don't know, that was the healthy chicken place there. But
0: there was another one. What was the other one? California Chicken? Ch-
1: uh, California Chicken Cafe. Do you remember that I one? I sure do. And it's this some...
0: is amazing, cheap, in, I mean, inexpensive, beautiful lunches. And we're going. But this guy's picking up the check every single time. I'm reaching in my pocket. He's like, no, shut up, shut up. And he won't let me pay. And then he starts buying me things for the apartment. Sheets, pillowcases, answering machine. I needed an answering machine at the time.
1: You know, so he bought me a fucking answering machine. So he just just wanted to buy you stuff. Yeah, so I call my mother. You know where this is going. Oh, yeah, but you know (laughs) know the punchline
0: to this. So I call my mother, Mama D. You know, you all heard her on the show last week. And I go, Ma, this is great out here in Hollywood. You know, it's cool. Everybody's so nice. I'm working out. I got a training partner, and this guy's buying my lunch every day, and he's buying me sheets and pillowcases. He's buying me answering machines. He won't let me pay for nothing. And she says to me, and you know her now, she goes, Charles, and that's what my family calls me. Nobody ever called me Charlie in the past. She goes, Charles, wake up. He wants to fuck you. <laughs> That's exactly what she
1: said to me. You didn't, right. And you didn't see that the whole time. You I didn't, didn't
0: see it. No, I didn't know that. Because, you just I said had, a... because I had no experience with that. Right. I did not know. You were like
1: naive towards that. No.
0: So what happens? Working out, working out. I'm getting hit on all the time by guys, never girls. But then finally, Sandra, and then we're going to get into this real quick. My wife, 20 years, by the way, we celebrated, right? Yes.
1: Happy anniversary. That's Thank right. Thank you very much. Years. So she's
0: the girl working behind the counter sales and golds. And I walk in and I see this girl for a year. And finally, I said, I said, damn. This chick's hot, man. I love those blue eyes. So I called the gym. I actually got home from a workout. I called the gym. She picks up. I go, you the girl with the blue eyes. She goes, yes, I have blue eyes. I go, well, what are you doing this weekend? I have off. And the thing is, <laughs> but she thought I was gay. She thought uh, I was a gay guy just looking for a- Right, know, just I, a friend. Just a friend. To go to thing. like,
1: you know, the, the, the Abbey.
0: Yeah, and she'll tell you that story yeah. online. But that's how, and you knew her too because you used to come in all I used all to come the in with
1: Andrew and he would, and I didn't really know her, but I would always see her at the front desk.
0: And they got along great. And they got along, too. yep,
1: uh, very well. They really did. Yep. And uh so Cole, that was a great gym. That's still there too.
0: It's there. What else happened out there for you? I mean, there was so many celebrities. Oh, I used there. to go.
1: I remember the other gym that opened up was um uh, what's that gym that opened up on on Sunset Boulevard? Oh, uh Crunch. Crunch. When Crunch was all the rage. And there's one here now. Yeah, now you can join for $4 a month. Before yeah, yeah. it was 150 bucks a month. Remember when gyms would charge you like $150 oh, a yeah. month to be in a gym? Oh yeah. Um so yeah, I would go I would hang out at the Comedy Store. Is my hangout in L.A. and um, on Sunset Boulevard, eighty-four thirty-three Sunset Boulevard, the Comedy Store in L.A. My name is on the Wall of Fame there. Is it? I Congrats. made the Wall so we'll of Fame. Gotta go out there. We got to take a trip out yeah, there. And take a look at I'm, it. I'd I like do want to do go that. back out there again just so to visit I. it. I know it's a different place now, but you know the. It's nice to visit, it's right? still, and you know, it's still. It's, I um, I can still go to the Comedy Store and work out whenever I want. Sure go on stage. Could. Of course you know? can. That's one of the amenities. When you get your name on the wall, you're allowed to go up whenever you want, pretty much.
0: I did not know that, but I think that should be the case. Anyway. Not
1: whenever you want, but you can call up and say, I'm going, I want to go on this week, and they'll put you on some. Well, you're in that right. You're you know? in that right, yeah. so you And go. you're allowed to park on the lot. Now,
0: that's a trip we can do. We can go yeah. out there, have a Hollywood visit, maybe do a show out there.
1: Yeah, I would definitely want to do that.
0: Because I want to revisit all those places. I, really I do, doing. too.
1: Uh, what was that big pink building on... Uh, remember the pink... There was a pink club... That pink was on the clock. corner of Crown, uh, that was on, like, right by the, right by the Laugh Factory. There. On Sunset? On the left hand side, going, going uh, east.
0: Yeah, I do. I totally the do. The pink, uh, remember that
1: big corner building was, like, pink? Oh, I forget the name of it. I can't. I it.
0: do remember, because right now, you know what I'm doing in my head? I'm driving down Sunset Boulevard from, like, Highland. To La Cienega. Yeah. And I'm trying to picture all those places yep. in that show. Remember the
1: Roxbury? Were you there for the Roxbury? Oh,
0: hell yeah, Roxbury. That's where I met Roxy. Roxy at oh, the really? Roxbury? Oh, really? At the Roxbury? Yeah. Oh, That's well. a funny story. You know what she was doing? I hope she's listening to this. Roxy
1: Rich. And we're still friends.
0: Roxy is the reason Wheels and I know each other. She's really, really the root of why we're sitting here in a way. Yeah, it's pretty very, much. Pretty much, if you want to dig deep. But she was uh, dealing cards at the Roxbury.
1: Oh, yeah, doing she was. That was. She was in the Blackjack deal. But, That's right.
0: Yeah, she was. But she was doing a Russian accent. So everybody thought this chick yeah. was Russian. And she yep. was playing it off. Yeah, and That's then we hilarious. ran into each other at the play, at the auditions.
1: So you ran into her at an audition, but you all, that was at the uh, the Scientology. Now tell the people about oh. the Scientology building there. First of all, you know, they hang out yeah. on, on on Hollywood Boulevard. This little <laughs> yeah, yeah, they uh, IQ, they they test your IQ for free. <laughs> they
0: test your IQ, and you go yeah. in there to
1: do your IQ, and next thing you know, you signed up for the you know you signed up for the Scientology.
0: If you get drawn in, and and again, you know what? To each his own. But the thing is, I'm not about cults. Honest, honest to God, I'm not even about religion anymore. But I walk into this place. For auditions, because there was an open call. So I walk into the place, and I get the leading role, okay, in the play. And I don't know how that happened, but it was the Scientology Center. It's a place called the Scientology, what was the name of it? The Celebrity Center. The Celebrity Center. That's what they called it. Yeah. So not knowing that Travolta and Tom Cruise and uh, Juliette Lewis and uh, all of these people were in there, and they were part of the the organization. But they tried to recruit me. You know, they did. I got to say, they called me every night relentlessly. Relentlessly trying to get me to join, and I basically said, "If you call me again, I'm going to lose my fucking mind." And they I'm would; they joining. would relentlessly call. They would, yeah, they would. But they had that test. So, what was that IQ test? You hold the kids, Well, so you, yeah, I,
1: yeah, yeah, they give you this IQ. They, they, didn't even want to keep me around when I was done with them. They, no, they didn't they, want they to didn't keep me to, around. They either. didn't try to pursue me. No, they were they were done with me, and um, you know they they weren't trying to get me. They did not want me to be a part of their fellowship. But it seems like everybody in Hollywood: Tom Cruise, John Travolta. I mean, they're all in Scientology. I will say this though: a lot of those
0: people became super, super famous, super successful, and I don't know, I don't know why. Um, but did you notice that was the case somehow? I well, mean, I, if think they it's a, I think I think it's like,
1: almost like Illuminati, don't you think? I do. Kind of like an Illuminati type thing. Yeah,
0: I do because I knew a lot of those uh, kids uh, before they were famous. Giovanni Ribisi. I mean, there was just so many of them in there.
1: But I also think it was bigger back then. I don't hear about it much anymore. I think because they did so many well, exposes you know on it. Like because one Leanna girl, Remini, Remini, yeah, yeah. the Italian.
0: What was the show she was in? Uh, King of
1: Queens, right? King of Queens, oh, King good of Queens? show.
0: Yeah, great show. So she's the uh, lead in that show, and she came out with an expose. Right. Remember that word expose? Expose. Isn't that that's a Hollywood word? Yeah.
1: Expose. Yeah. Expose because it was exposed with a little apostrophe on top. Yeah, of it. Had
0: so that's what happened out there. But there was a lot of stories. Did you uh, cater out there? Because I bartended. So what there. happened with me is, a lot um, of stuff out
1: there. so here's a cool story when, in how I started my company, Cannoli Kings Catering in Los Angeles, mm. uh, who went on, to, we went on to becoming the number one catering company in LA. I started in a one bedroom apartment on Hacienda Boulevard in, 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 um, in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So the whole story comes, I meet my wife uh, at Paulie Shore, well, I didn't meet her at Paulie Shore's house, but I was—I used to hang out at Mitzi's house. So I was hanging out at Mitzi's house, and uh, Paulie Shore's mom, Mitzi Shore is Paulie Shore's mom. So she had a nurse, and um, I was asking the nurse, I'm "Mike, hey, listen, do you have any friends for me that I can you can introduce me to?" And she goes, As a "Matter of fact, I do." So she introduced me to my me, She introduced me to my wife. We met at the Coffee Bean. I called her first. We met at the Coffee Bean. The 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 the, uh, the three of us, you know, her, her uh, Rosita was the girl, and myself. Mm-hmm. And then we lined up to have a date. So anyway, um, we uh, eat, eat. Why are you not eating? You gotta eat. Oh, I'm eating. I put uh, this whole thing yet. I'm gonna tell you. Oh, by this. the way,
0: it's a funny thing. As Wheels tell stories, I'm scoffing the food, and it's as there. I tell stories, he scoffs the food.
1: Yeah, it's there. <laughs> Go ahead. So, um, so here's ha- what happens. So now we're in a relationship, and I know I here I have a baby on the way coming. Oh wow! And See. I'm going on tour. I'm Pressure. Going on, I'm going to Miami. So I'm in Miami, and I'm like saying to myself, I had like one of those where. You know, you think about your life, you reflect. I'm like, I got to go back. I got to, what am I going to do? You know, I'm not making uh, enough money in comedy to be able to support a family. I was making money, but as a single guy, you know, I had, I had a partnership in a restaurant called Tangerine on Sunset Boulevard at the time. And, you know, you, you make the profit, but you're not making a lot of money. So, anyway, I mean, I'm in, this is how Cannoli King started. I'm in Miami, I'm in a hotel room, I'm smoking weed. That was my drug of choice. I love smoking. Uh, to this day, I love smoking weed. But I don't smoke anymore, but I right. love it. So um, I, I'm high, and I'm thinking to myself, what am I going to do? So I come up with this idea. I know what I'll do. I'll sell cannolis. <laughs> and I'm high as a kite. Just you know? specifically cannolis? And I'll do mail order all over the country, and I'll make all different flavors of cannolis. And you
0: made these? You made it all? You yeah. did this
1: by scratch? Yeah. That's so I came, I'm going to have a cannoli kit. And in this kit, you're going to get cannoli shells, you're going to get the cream, and you're going to get the the, pa- the bag, and you're going to get all the stuff you need to make cannolis. It's a hell of an idea. And I'm going to send them all over the country. So I started out in Hollywood. And uh, I'm in Hollywood, and I, and I start doing it. And then I said, well, maybe I'll start catering. And I start doing these $400 drop-offs to corporate buildings where I'd, I'd sing cannolis, uh you know, here you set up the shaving dishes for like the offices. You know, you have veal, chicken, parmesan, yep, a remember pasta, that word, a dishes. rice, and all that. And you have all, and you and you set up in the offices, like law offices, and, and then feed their staff. And I would do those, and I would drop them off. And my buddy PJ and I would go and drop them off, and my and I'd make all the food in my little kitchen in my one bedroom apartment. So. I started killing it I started doing really well I'm like I can't believe it So I started marketing And I'm a, mar- I'm a marketing I love to market You're a marketing uh, And I was doing it then and I, started, really? I started marketing And marketing And marketing And going nuts And I was putting ads out On Craigslist So then My wife And my wife was helping me At the time But she was my girlfriend And we decided We had one party to do It was Thanksgiving We catered the party And after the party They tipped us like 300 bucks a piece mm-hmm. Just her and I And we said You know what Let's go get married tomorrow
0: Is that how that happened?
1: And we got married That's how that happened Yeah, and We just went and got married We Isn't were working together we, we, you know, it was Our company we started This little company So I was making this money And I was in this One bedroom apartment Next thing you know I'm making more money I buy a house In, in uh, North Hollywood And within two years I went from a One bedroom apartment Doing drop offs To being Voted the number one Catering company in Los Angeles I had the biggest parties in LA Because you had a quality price. The Hollywood Hills Was my territory Malibu Beverly Hills Bel Air Hollywood Hills uh, Los Feliz,
0: Jesus, Pacific city,
1: Palisades. I did your friend's wedding. I was everywhere.
0: Um, yeah, actually, you did Darren Reed's wedding. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: I was I was the caterer to the stars out there. I was doing everybody. Well, celebrities: uh, Michael got, Jackson, Halle Berry. When
0: was the year, a timeline here? 2003, 2004. That's just until, before I left.
1: Up until 2008.
0: Okay, that's the time frame. That's just before I left
1: the 2004 place. is when I launched it. 2000, uh, four, five, six. 2006 when I became number one.
0: So what you did? Let me ask you this. Let me back up a little. I think that's an amazing story because you got into that. But the, what you did is the uh, Darren Reed. You did a poolside party. And right. He was telling me this the other day. You did the wedding, right? But Correct. you did a uh, poolside party for the family the day after the wedding. Right. Right. At the apartment. At complex. the apartments. Yeah. Do you remember doing I that? I do now. I,
1: I do. wasn't there, but I was at the wedding. I do. I remember that. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah. I would have. I was doing everybody, so I was the only catering company that was allowed. On Neverland Ranch, Michael Jackson's ranch.
0: You were there? Did you yeah. see
1: him? I was, yeah. So I'll tell you a story. I get called to do a party for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. It was going to be, be $7,000 a head at Michael Jackson's
0: 7000 a head, really?
1: Uh, $7,000 a head. Jesus. I'm not getting paid 7000 a head, but I, I mean, I did well, mm-hmm. you know, because it was all for the Make-A-Wish. Michael Jackson's personal bodyguard that night was Mike Tyson. Personal bodyguard. Whoa. For, Mike Tyson was hired to work. For Michael Jackson, that's how powerful this man that's was. Amazing, yeah. Mike Tyson was there to work, and he was Mike Tyson at the time. So Mike, Michael, Michael, Mike, uh, Michael Jackson was there. So we go on the ranch. I'm setting up. We set an outdoor kitchen up on the ranch, you know, tents, and we had kitchens and staff, and everybody's coming in. And uh, uh, one of the artists named Brito was there, who's a famous artist now. Brito, if you don't know his work, go look it up. But he had artwork all over the ranch and and it was like a zoo you saw giraffes and tigers and and Michael Jackson had a movie theater on the ranch with a, a full on concession stand but Michael stayed in the house most of the night everybody was dancing and then he comes out at the end of the night when the party was over it was a big party and he goes on stage Mike Tyson brings him to the stage he thanks everybody jumps off the stage jumps on me gives me a big hug thanking me for my food how beautiful it was and how delicious he ate everything he enjoyed everything and thank you so much and uh and that was it
0: isn't that amazing though yeah. if you think about that because what a talent you know yeah. I, don't, I don't care what you think of him. i, I don't re- no, you no. Know, I obviously there's a lot of history but this guy you know come on the talent was just just for you, you to be whatever
1: that. it was it was but take you can't take away the man's no, talent no
0: you cannot take away the talent
1: i mean i'm you know. i'm not going to lie it was a little creepy Walking around the range Of
0: course I mean you it, know? And that happened I'm sure it did All that shit happened You know I mean it was again. creepy
1: Walking around there And I'm, I'm there during the day And there were signs like You know Slow children Slow walking You know Don't walk anywhere. Also it was all about The kids and up You know And it was yeah. all very family But it was all, all He had his own train That took you around Like it looked like Disney Mm-hmm. The, the ranch is amazing. Now, that's, behind, that's in Los Olivos behind Santa Barbara. It was like Santa Rita area. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yep. what Neverland. a beautiful area, to hunt. Gorgeous. And uh, that's, that was my story with Michael Jackson. But, but, but he used to come into my restaurant. I had a restaurant on, on uh, Sunset Boulevard called Tangerine. I was a partner uh, with the owner of Winnie the Pooh, who owned the rights to Winnie the Pooh. His wife owned the rights to Winnie the Pooh. Hmm. He was basically, he, she was a sugar mama to him she was like a 700-pound lady, right, <laughs> that owned the rights to Winnie the Pooh, you know. I wanted to fucking call her Winnie the Pooh. I'm Winnie the Pooh. So she would come... She would never, like, walk into the restaurant. She couldn't walk, you know. She'd have to take, like, a, you know... I don't even know what she did. But he was a good-looking guy, a German guy, and he was with her for the money. Of course. So he opened up this restaurant called Tangerine on Sunset Boulevard. He found me... I don't know. I forgot how we found each other, a comedy store or something, and he knew I was a chef. And uh, anyway, I ended up going into that restaurant. So... I, became, I got a name as a chef in L.A. working in that restaurant as a, as a partner, as a working chef. I was, the owner, I was a partner, but chef I was sweat equity. So Halle Berry would come in there. Michael Jackson would come in there all the time. All these people would come in and eat my food. They loved it. It was a hot spot on Sunset. You know how you become hot.
0: Well, it was, it was like Spago back in the day. It's right. It became the biggest thing on it earth. Becomes,
1: so this restaurant was com- becoming like that, and it was on the corner of Holloway and Sunset Boulevard.
0: Now how far uh, Like I remember Spago Where exactly was Spago that, was Dewey? on
1: Horn And Sunset And it was on the top of On that, the top uh, of the hill On the was, right It was really high Mine up. was right down On the bottom by, Across the street From Tower Records At the same time period Same basically. Yeah So um, I ended up getting. how Michael, Michael Jackson Ended up knowing my food And inviting me To do the ranch
0: yeah, so what you have to remember out there, um, at the time, there was... I mean, even now, there's so many parties in that town. How many parties go on a night oh in my that God. town? It's insane, because when I was working for the catering company... Um, we were at a party every night. Every night. But they were lavish. You know, the, yep. the bar mitzvahs. The bar mitzvahs were, uh, they were $300,000. Oh, yeah.
1: Or $500,000. Trust me, man. I catered half the stuff I'm out sure there. you did. I catered most of the party. You had no idea that I was the ca- I was but, one of those but, guys.
0: but you know what's amazing about those parties out there? Working those parties out there, it's like as a bartender, mostly as a bartender, sometimes as a waiter. Uh, generally, the celebs were cool. You yes. Know? They were. Yes. But, the, but, the, but the average people were not. They were, were you working as a bartender for an agency? Yeah, the name of was the company was... it the one was, on Melrose? Uh, no, I'll, I'll endorse it now. It was great. It was Party Staff. It was a staffing party company staff, yeah. that basically sent us out to work for all the major caterers. So we worked right. for uh, Wolfgang Puck and all yep. those guys. I would
1: hire through them. You did? I would oh. hire through them. So I'd hire through them? culinary staffing on Melrose I'd hire through. Yeah. I had a bunch of staffing companies. Well, hiring.
0: you know what? It was a good time. I mean, at the time, I was a bitter bitter prick because I didn't want to be doing that. I wanted right. to be on the set of a But show. you also had
1: independence because you, you could yeah. do that and not have to worry about getting up and working for a regular job.
0: Well, that's the thing. And it was, again, I took off on trips. I mean, me and Sons were all over the place. But you go to these catering events and you saw the way these people lived. And no expense was spared. Yeah, nothing. Nothing but the best.
1: I catered the Emmy Awards.
0: I'm sure, I was at them
1: I did the Emmys, I catered them The Oscars, I, uh, all of those I things. didn't do the Oscars, that was Wolfgang's But I did the Emmys I was really making a big name for myself I actually got inducted into the Great Chefs of L.A. 2003, at the Ritz-Carlton Beautiful Marina <laughs> Del Rey, they inducted me as the top 20 Great Chefs of L.A. Um, I did the Emmys, and then in 2008, the crunch came down And I was at the top of my game Money was pouring in, and uh, the recession hit And bam, just like that, catering was now a l- uh, luxury Not a necessity anymore so what do you do? You cut back on what? That.
0: On that, because before that, there were no, uh, no. punches pulled. No. It was party, party, the fuck No up. more
1: housewarming parties because everybody's in foreclosure. No more big corporations want to call me. No more my big accounts fell folded because there was a luxury now. It wasn't a necessity every Wednesday. Let's have a party. Then they cut me back, and uh, I decided, you know what? Fuck this, and that's when I left L.A. And, and what went, year was that, 08? 2008. Right at the recession. Right at the recession. I went to North Carolina. I went to Asheville. And I uh, had a restaurant in North Carolina called Parisi's New American Bistro.
0: And you were happy as a clam once you happy
1: got there. Happy as out a clam, there. got out no of there, regrets, right? and I stayed there for two years. And I decided, you know what, I wanted to, I wanted to open up a catering company in Las Vegas because I was out there for Dice's wedding, and I liked Vegas. I liked the outside of Vegas, not just the Strip, but I thought Vegas the was outskirts cool. were beautiful. The outskirts nice. So I ended yeah. up opening a catering company there, and. Uh, and then got back into comedy and catering was over out of my life. And I just was full-fetched back into comedy again.
0: That's amazing. You know what drove me out of there? You know what drove me out? This is fun. This is amazing. And what I happened?
1: literally drove out of L.A. I drove from L.A. to North Carolina. No, so, no, no. I drove. <laughs> you I, did I, too? No, yeah, absolutely. You, you took I was, the out, route, yeah, because route the to, thing to, is, our,
0: our histories are really similar. See, what happened with me is, you know, I was on the set of shows. I was uh, making money as an actor. And I was doing okay for yeah. a little while. But here's what happened. I think this was the last straw wheels. When the fame epidemic hit, we talked about this, everybody came out there looking to be famous, right. and make money. Right. It wasn't about the skill. It no. wasn't about the art. So the Last Straw uh, production company uh, was up for one of the leads in a show. And it was a pop- it's become a popular show. I went in. I killed it. You know when you kill it. You know when you just have it. You know when it's yours. You own the fucking right. part. And I did that. And the producers called me the next day. They said, Well, DeFazio, we love you. We want you in this role. But there's one actor who has a few more credits than you. It's a true story. A few more credits than you, and he needs to make his SAG insurance, his health insurance. Uh So we've got to give it to him. I said, okay, so what you're going to do, what you're telling me here, is you're taking away the job from the best man to give it to this guy that happens to need health insurance points. I said, you know what? I said, i got to get the fuck.
1: Out uh, of who here. was the guy? It's not think? a
0: bitter thing. It's not about being bitter.
1: Do you bitter. remember who it was?
0: That got the part? Yeah. No, I do not. Okay. I never asked. I never bothered. It didn't matter. Didn't care. And again, it wasn't about being bitter. That was the
1: turning point in your life?
0: I think that was it. I think I would say that that was the last run. I looked at Sanj. I said, Sanj, housing has become unaffordable. The town's not the same as it was. Uh, the business is certainly not the same as it was. Let's get the hell out of here. Right. Let's just
1: go. And she, was, she was hip to it and didn't want to go.
0: Yeah, I mean it was regretful. What we was Sandra doing out
1: there when she was? She, was she in the she acting was, world as well? At that
0: time, she no, she never did the showbiz. Fortunately, she worked for the airlines at that time. After the uh, fitness business, she worked for the airlines, and she did very well at it. She was at LAX. We were traveling the friggin' planet. Yeah, uh, Australia, L.A. to Australia for one hundred and thirty-five dollars round trip. That kind of travel. Wow. But. The business just uh, burned me, man. It was like time to go. Time and again, go. I, I am not bitter about this, it's, and neither are you. No. It's important for people to know. No, realize listen, we're, we're still in the business the game. Yeah, we're, we're in the business. Right now,
1: we're in the business. Right, probably. but the yeah. business changed. Well, we didn't. control our business. Yes, it's not controlling us. We can care less. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing it because we love it. We just happen to be number 32 on the charts. 32 is amazing. No, 32 <laughs> but we love what we're great. doing. Yeah. But we don't give a fuck.
0: No, but it's amazing, no. isn't it? As remember, remember what the auditions turned into at that point? Remember you used to go up against 20 guys, and at oh the God, end it was yeah. how many, 200? Yeah, Yeah. insane. You come in, you have one line. Hey, the meatballs are great. Yeah. Two hundred guys to say that line. Yeah,
1: can you say meatball? Can you pronounce the L a little stronger in that meatball? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Look, yeah. And this try is, to put the O in there if yeah, you can. What yeah. the fuck are yeah, you talking is, about, lady? Mayor.
0: Can you try to be more middle
1: American? Do yeah. you remember that line? You're too Italian. Yeah. Well, you're looking for an Italian mob guy, and I'm too Italian. Yeah, I'm
0: too Italian. I'm too, I'm too. Pull your head out of your ass. Yeah, and go for the authenticity. You're trying too
1: hard to be Italian. No, I am who I am. <laughs>
0: But I'll tell you what—it takes a lot of balls to say "fuck this business." Yes. Leave. Yeah. But again, we're in the business. But, I never. But I don't really town, say I
1: left. I just kind of took a back seat to you know it. No, what? Watch I left what L.A. I didn't leave the business. No. I left L.A. I left L.A. That's, That's what, it, we, did. That's yeah, what now, we did. you know. And you know what's—you know what's great? I can go back to L.A. tomorrow and fit right in again. Of course. I wouldn't do it ever. No. Never. Neither
0: neither would I. But I'll tell you what, if we did, it would be more successful because we don't give a shit anymore.
1: Right. Do you think you could still drive around and know where you're going? I know exactly how to take Laurel Canyon. K- I go. could take yeah, Laurel absolutely. Canyon like it's nothing.
0: No, absolutely. I mean it'd take you five times the amount of time now. Yeah, no, but would you know, know how people? to get around? Yeah, absolutely. Like if
1: I told you I want you to go from Sunset Boulevard, I want you to go to Sun- I, can- I want you of to go course. from from the comedy store on Sunset and I want you to go to the improv on Melrose. Would you know how to get there? Absolutely. In a I minute, do- I would do it tomorrow <laughs> and then I get out tomorrow. I want you to um, go to Cantors. Can you go to Cantors? I can get
0: to Cantors and get the Matsapul soup. And by the way, guys can it's a great Jewish deli on there. Fair the Fairfax. best on Fifth. Yeah, if you happen to be there, I don't know if it's, it must be still there. It has it's still be. there, yeah.
1: It's an institution. Yeah, it's still there.
0: You go to Cantor's, you get the matzo ball soup or you get the mishmash. Right. Remember the mishmash? Yep.
1: I remember the matzo ball. I didn't do the mishmash. You know what the mishmash is? I don't was? remember the okay,
0: mishmash. Okay, it's a matzo ball soup, but they throw everything under the sun in the matzo ball soup. You get the chicken, you get the crepla. Remember the crepola? I remember the krepla? It's like yes. a little Italian ravioli. That's right. yep.
1: <laughs> the matzo ball <bowl laughs> soup is fantastic,
0: it's amazing. The best in the city. Where and else did you go? Um, mm-hmm.
1: I hang out. I used to like the chicken soup at the Rainbow. Where else? Um, I used to like that. Uh, I I was all over the place. I mean, I I uh, every, I, I used to go to every restaurant in L.A. in L.A. I mean, let's say what bagels. Sushi. There was a, there was a place in Yep, sushi. I used to go to Midori Sushi in Studio City, and um, I used to go to Nozawa in Studio City. Uh, for, for pizza, I would go to Melrose, right across the street from Cantor's. And that was, I can't remember the name of that. You know the place, I'm sure you do.
0: Across the street from Canter's? Yeah. Well, there was Damiano's Pizza. Damiano's. With the Calzone's.
1: Yeah. yeah, I would go there. I hung, yeah, Damiano's yeah. was a hangout at night, late night. During the Durm- yes. day, if I wanted a slice, I would go to Mulberry Street Pizza on Cannon Drive. I remember it. My buddy Richie Palmer owned the place, and Stallone would hang out there and all these people. And was I, that I know where that was? Wanted. Yeah. The pizza was okay.
0: That's in Beverly Hills, correct? Yeah,
1: it was okay. It wasn't the greatest, it was okay. Uh, there was a bagel place called I Enjoy. Do you remember I Enjoy? Don't Probably before you want. got there. No, I don't remember that one. Well, you got there in '90 something, right?
0: Well, I got there in '94. Uh, no, I Enjoy might have still six. been there.
1: And um, I used Mateo's? to. Go, Mateos. Is Mateos was great.
0: Mateo, let's explain Mateos. Uh, it was, it, Mateos was, was like, like Rayos over there. Yeah, so Italian ma-
1: restaurant where all the all the would hang out.
0: All of them, but all the all the old school. All celebrities. the
1: actors and celebrities would go to Mateos and eat.
0: Okay, now you guys want to hear about celebrities. Here's what Mateos. Mateo was from Hoboken, New Jersey, by the way. Was he really? Yes, he was. So wow. he goes out to uh, he goes out to Westwood, which is where the restaurant was, and he opens up this place, Mateos, and they used to call him Maddie Action. This is a funny story here, and in that place hung out uh, Jack Lemmon, Walter Matthau, Sinatra, people like that, Heston, Gregory Peck. It was all the old school, old Hollywood. You know, but then yeah. Pesci started coming in and people like so that. So he brought
1: in the he brought in the new. They guns. brought
0: in the new blood, yeah, and so it became a celebrity. It was restaurant. a big hangout over there. Yeah, but this was like they say a list. You know yeah, A-list. But this was an A list restaurant. Sure. Yeah, they were great. Yeah, and they and were they good were, too, actually. Oh, they were damn good. They had the broccoli, Rob. We talked yep. about that. Broccoli, Rob. Broccoli, Rob. Oh, broccoli, Rob. For I you I people get, listening, I can get my pronunciation <laughs> back. Like, you know what? When you go out to L.A., they want it. They want to turn you into Mediguns. guns. They want to take. Away they your do. They want
1: to take away everything. They want to take away your soul.
0: Did they make funny out there for the accent? They yes. make fun of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Say coffee. You That's have to say this. Can you say this? Yeah, exactly. I said, yeah. So give me a cup of coffee. Is it coffee or Kathy? Yeah. So I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know what and the it's hell
1: coffee. I would always say, "Fuck you, pay me," and then they would look at me. and I'm like, oh, "What line?" <laughs> I was. I really meant, "Fuck you, pay me," yeah, yeah. but I was asking. Then I was, "Oh, what line would movie you with that in?" And, and they, I mean, they didn't know. They didn't know. No, they
0: didn't know. They didn't know.
1: Karen. Yeah, but that was Karen. a good time.
0: You know, I, but I, I don't regret a second of it. I had so much fun out there. I yeah. had so much fun in Hollywood, but I don't think it's the same place now.
1: It's not. No, no. I mean, um, when I was living in Vegas, I lived in Vegas before I, I moved here to Florida. Vegas is Vegas great. So Vegas is great. I loved living in Henderson. I lived in Seven Hills. I did real well. And uh, me and my wife and daughter, we would go to L.A. a lot. So I was still going to L.A. up until you know two years ago. To perform or just to uh, no, we would go to Ventura a lot. So, yeah. we loved the beach.
0: I love so, Ventura.
1: Yeah, we go to Ventura, Malibu, We Paradise Cove in Malibu. We love it there.
0: Oh, man, I did scuba on Paradise Cove. You, know, oh, you walk right off right. that. Remember that big pier out there? Yeah. Why don't we do this next year? We take a trip out there and we scuba. I get into the scuba thing. I'll right do up.
1: that. You want to do scuba? I look. I don't want to look like a wet seal You're walking. Not going. The great, well, my head. the Great
0: Whites are out there. I'm not going to lie to you. The great you know what? Whites They're, are out They're out there. They're out
1: there. We have sharks over here, too, you know.
0: Yeah, we do, but not the big whites. No, right? no, it's not no, really. No. Well,
1: they have little sharks. I they heard. get a
0: little shark, but they'll yeah. kick your ass, too. Yeah. But the Great Whites hung out off that beach. With yeah. Paradise yeah. Paradise Cove. Yeah, Paradise Cove was great. Yes, you could be swimming out there having a good time. Next thing you know, 20 foot submarine with yeah. <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. Know, eat you that. alive. But that was an adventure paradise, man. I, I love Malibu. Did you do all the hikes or anything
1: like I that? I did Runyon Canyon. Runyon Canyon. I would do Runyon. Runyon. Not all the time. I would do Runyon. I would do a lot of biking. I lived in Venice. I was living on the circle in Venice, on Winwood Circle in Venice, uh, California. Right. And, uh, and this is a cool story, actually. And I would ride my bike from Venice to Malibu every day and back. So I was doing like, you know, 18-mile round trip every day. And oh, I, was ta- right. I was starting to lose weight And I was hanging out at this cafe And I used to have The old Motorola flip phone At the time So I'd ride my bike Take my flip phone Out of my fag bag Remember they used to call it A fag bag or fanny pack It's a fag bag At the yeah. time yeah And I would have the, My flip phone I would stop At this little cafe I'd have my, my hazelnut coffee Right I would take my phone out My Filofax Did you have a Filofax Yep. You know, where you look at all your numbers and what you, the planner. Oh yeah. And I would call my agent like a hot and shot. And had to type everything yeah. in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hear that, millennials? No. No, yeah. had no You had dict- to type, type it in. in. Yeah. And I would have that, and I would have my phone, everything, and I would, I would, I would call my agent. I thought I was some big Hollywood fucking. You know, I'm on the phone, with my agent. And I'm in L. A. <laughs> so you know, it's like that, wasn't you it? Know? You got a commercial tomorrow, if you know, Noxima. Yeah,
0: but remember they you gave know? you a day. They used to give you a
1: day. Let me just tell yeah, you. That I'm going to send you the sides.
0: Yeah, they will send you the sides. So they, they, and they fax you the sides. But here was the thing. Remember they give you a day in the old days, but. Then, then these fuckers, I used to say, you have an audition in four hours. I'm like, no, I don't. They're like, you have an audition. I'm like, no, I don't. You're giving me three friggin' hours. Right. Notice? No. Yeah. The answer is no.
1: Remember when, do you remember getting the the, the, uh, the daily the breakdown? Daily yes, breakdowns? Yes, I do. And the you breakdowns. always knew, you always had the connection oh my, that you would oh get. Oh, Jesus.
0: To. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, guys, you got to listen to
1: this. So the breakdowns. Tell them what the t- breakdowns are.
0: I mean, tell them, okay, so the breakdowns, here's what it is. It's a daily, daily casting call. It's a breakdown is what it is of all the parts that they're searching for at right. Hollywood in that day. So you'd get this list of parts available. And we and if you were in the know, <laughs> you would get the breakdowns. And I'd have this neighbor, uh, Johnny Montana. Uh, he used to call me, Jolly. Charlie I think I knew Johnny Montana Did you know Johnny Montana the kid I did was know out him I did mind. know him He was nuts He, he was got the breakdowns You know Johnny Montana I did You know. see how small the business is guys Wheels knows this guy <laughs> I know fucking Montana He was my neighbor I haven't
1: heard his name For 30, 20 it, years
0: Totally insane this kid yep. But he was funny as shit And he would say Charlie you got the brakes Gotta get the brakes Gotta get the brakes And we'd submit Remember Right You'd submit. have to submit Under your... a fake name Yeah and you I'd, have... I'd submit my shitty pictures My horrible headshots We gotta dig those up I used
1: to have the VCR tape I put the tape in there Oh so good
0: Yeah remember that Remember the I remember the reel? He had a the reel. reel. Yeah. Well, let's tell because people don't know a reel is a it's a it's a, it's a compilation of all your everything shitty little done. parts. Yeah. But
1: most of it was shit. Everything. Yeah. yeah. But you put everything on that reel because you wanted to pack it in with you know. And then we wonder why the agents say nah. Yeah. Because yeah, we didn't we didn't we didn't uh, we were packing it too much. We we're packing it too much, but it was all bullshit. But the dailies were great because you had a, and you were paying like a hundred bucks a month sometimes if you knew somebody else, you well. Well, the
0: breakdowns were the end. You were in the end. You saw all the parts that were being. I, you know, I had the audacity once I. Saw saw it like they were doing lethal weapon four. Yeah. So I called that vice president. I mentioned earlier, I called him. I had his number. This is the guy that was trying to court me and right. woo me. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I called him. I tried to call him out. I said, Hey, I said, uh, I know you're still vice president up there. Why don't you get me a a lead role in Lethal Weapon 4? <laughs> I had the audacity to think I was gonna be next to Mel right. Gibson in the in the fucking Lethal Weapon right. sequel. That's as crazy.
1: one of the leads. That's funny. Yeah.
0: But it was I, fun to do that because yeah. I, I didn't give a shit. You don't care. You I didn't, didn't care. You know, it's funny. Is like, I didn't care. I
1: uh, I knew a girl who actually was in a move in a, in a Lethal Weapon, but she wasn't, and I I, I didn't know her. But I, I somebody I'm not going to mention a person's uh, girlfriend was in the movie, but never really in the movie. Her headshot was on the wall in the background in Lethal Weapon. Of a, but it was her picture. She got paid for having her picture on some, on the wall. Oh,
0: yeah. If they, if they have your, if you appear, if you appear even in a photograph, yeah, in a movie, you get paid. You get paid. Yeah.
1: And they called it an under five, I guess, back then.
0: Under days. five or something like that. But the good news is they did pay well, but then they started to pay not so well. Right. And I have a few friends left out there. Uh, some of these guys have been pushing for 30 years. Yeah. And they're telling me now it's unbreakable. I he, think it's time trying. to he stop. Can't. It's time to
1: stop. Why can you yeah. still, why, you know, it's, are you really thinking you're gonna be the next, you know, nah. Marlon Brando? I mean, nah, those days are
0: over. You gotta man. create you your know? own
1: destiny. You gotta at one time like I know I'm funny. I know I have fans out there and I appreciate Absolutely, you. And sure. I know I do what I do well. But I'm not gonna fight to be the next biggest comic in America. It's not what I'm doing. I was doing that back in the in the eighties and nineties. But now I'm a fifty four year old man. I'm living a great life. I'm married. I got a kid. I'm still funny. I do my thing. I still tour. I'm booking corporate. Actually, I'm booking corporate shows on Zoom. And I'm doing everything. But I know where I'm at in the business. Yeah, and I'm very you know where comfortable in. where I'm at. And it's a good spot to be. Right. And if something happens, great. If something doesn't happen, great. Either way, it's a great run. I mean, I I give advice to comics nowadays. They call me up and ask me for advice. And I give advice. And I got advice from comedians. Uh, it was uh, Milton Berle, you remember Milton Berle? Sure,
0: absolutely. Saw him in the flesh right before he died. Yep. I met
1: him at Cannon Drive at my, yep. at, at Cafe Roma on Cannon Drive, and I'm sitting there talking to Milton Berle one day. Milton. Yeah, Uncle Milty. And he gives yeah. me a cigar, and he's giving me tips. As, a, as he goes, let me tell you something. You're a young comic. I'm going to give you some tips. I mean, give me tips as a young comic. And and here I am, not you know, nearly as old as Milton Berle, but giving tips to young comics, passing on the torch of wisdom. Isn't that beautiful? And and they listen, and the ones who listen. We'll move on. Like I've, 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 uh, I found some great comics in this business that made it bigger than me. Sebastian, yeah, Laniscalco. Sebastian,
0: sure, he's doing great.
1: You could read his book. He gives me credit for finding him, sponsoring him. You want to tell that story?
0: to I, I he, think everybody needs to know that. That's an oh, interesting. Sebastian story.
1: came to, and con- him and I are still friends. We toured with Dice together and did some stuff together. We're still buddies. He mentioned me in the book. He used to come over to my house every Sunday for gravy, meatballs, and salt, macaroni. I'd make a big spread. He'd come over every you just Sunday. You say
0: gravy, so you're catching on. Yeah, gravy. That's what I always so, call the gravy. So you gave him.
1: So he came to the comedy store one day on an open mic night, and I happened to be there early. Mm-hmm. And he goes on stage, and I looked at him. I said, This guy's funny. I said to myself, I like him. So I waited for him to get off stage, and I said, Come here for a second. Let me talk to you. I said, uh, Sebastian. He goes, Yes. I said, You're very funny. I'm Wheels. He, go- he goes, Okay. Now, think about that. If you don't know me, here's a guy. I'm wheels. Who is wheels? (laughs) Why is he telling me he's an object? It's always wheels Parisi. It's never just wheels. wheels. It's got to be wheels Parisi. So I said, I'm wheels, and um, I'd like to get you an audition for Mitzi Shaw. I'd like to sponsor you. And uh, I got him audition. He passed and he became Sebastian. He did his thing. He worked his ass off to get there. I'm not giving credit. I didn't but make his career. Door but him. I opened the door for him to take that leap to take to get to the stage to work his art.
0: Now, isn't that a good feeling that that is something I've always loved to do, even in the fitness business. I will open doors for people if I can. Right. And it's a good feeling.
1: It is a good feeling. And he, he even credited me in his book. He if you this the exact story I told you. Yeah. And this guy, Wheels, comes over to me, and, and, and goes, at that moment, he was my sponsor, and that was it.
0: Well, Sebastian, I mean, I've listened to some of his uh, podcasts the other night. You recommended that, and I yeah, did. It's a great, great podcast. A great show. And, you know, people compare me. They always say to me, hey, anytime friends of mine see this guy, and Sebastian, if you're listening, people compare me to you all the time. And congrats He did great
1: Yeah He really did He did great A lot of big guys now I mean, Like Joe Rogan's got a huge podcast Oh god Joe Rogan um, yeah Me and Joe were friendly Back in the day He came out to L- uh, LA He was there I was there We were hanging out At the comedy store Him and I would go to La Jolla To play he, one, I remember one time We drove to La Jolla In his car He had this Toyota Supra Gray Sport Toyota Fast as shit We did 120 miles an hour Jeez. The whole way to well, say What I think,
0: road were you on? The
1: 405 to the five, you can
0: move that fast in the world. We at that time, yes, it's we were going the highway of, on the planet. Yep,
1: from L.A. to La, from L.A. to La Jolla, we must have made it there in an hour. That's and, amazing. And me and Joe were hanging out. We were in a condo together, playing. And we were playing pool every day. He's a killer pool player, Joe. Joe, I mean, I'm a good pool player, but Joe is amazing. He can go pro.
0: I want to have Joe give me a couple fight lessons because uh, I am into the MMA. And, and he's always and been do into do the do fight that, world. I want this guy to show me some stuff because I've seen Joe Rogan hit that heavy bag, and it's unbelievable. Joe's an animal. It's amazing. He's a beast. And this is the shit I teach. Don't forget yeah. that. Yeah. It's
1: all about martial arts and yeah. boxing. But That's I, how he started. He was a teacher. Was he really? Yeah, Taekwondo, I think. Did you I see think. the
0: video? If you're out there, Joe, the, the video with him kicking that heavy bag, it, it, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not kissing his ass. No, I just think it was something truly remarkable. Have, have
1: you seen the, uh, the new Mike Tyson I'm back Yes, video?
0: I did, guys. Oh, Mike. Did you see how fast he was I moving? think he
1: might be able to win the championship. <laughs> There's no
0: reason he can't. I don't can't. think
1: anybody would want to go up against him. Well,
0: let me explain something to you. He's our age. He's 53, 54 yeah. years old. That's all he is. I became friends with Mike. Did you?
1: Yeah, I used to, hang, I used to work out with him almost every other day at, at the uh, uh, Las so Vegas Athletic our, Club. He's our peer. Yeah, him and I used to hang out. He's a great guy. Seems to be. He, he, used to, he used to do sit-ups. He wouldn't stop for hours. He would just do sit-ups for and hours. He just keep going. Just keep, he wouldn't stop. He's an animal. I, I, I'd walk in the gym. He, he We'd see each other. He'd give me a big hug, and he'd go to the, he'd go to the um, where the abs are. He'd start working his abs, right? I would put in a 90-minute workout this whole time. And he's still doing his abs. By the time I'm done working out, he's still doing abs. Still doing abs.
0: Total animal. Animal. Now imagine getting hit by that guy's punch. I couldn't imagine. Just imagine.
1: That. I think he can probably... I mean, if you're not accustomed to that kind of hit, you're dead. No, he could kill you. He'd rock your brain. Yeah.
0: You know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that. I mean, I love the fight world. I love guys like that. Obviously, Ali. Obviously, Sugar Ray. You know?
1: Were you into the uh, original? Were you into like the... uh, What was it called when it first came out? Kate MMA, MMA when first started, like, when you had like I uh, like Shamrock and those guys out there
0: well Shamrock is incredible and then you got this guy uh, what's his name McGregor
1: McGregor yeah just, Conor McGregor is just sh- did insane you see the documentary yeah, but I heard he's a dick
0: I don't know he seemed to be nice in the documentary I yeah. don't know I guess he's in Vegas though I guess yeah yeah he's always, in, out, on the outskirts well of Vegas. MMA is in Vegas
1: is it? Yeah, that's Mostly. where their headquarters is in Vegas.
0: You know what the thing is? You know why I didn't get into that? People said to me, uh, "Fight out there." You know why I didn't do it? Because I didn't want to wreck my face in Hollywood. Yes, I don't. Yeah, I got a great face. I didn't want to fall. <laughs> yeah, <no. laughs> you do have, people, have a great no, face. People great No, yeah, you do. I'll put a but picture up. <laughs> I, I didn't want to wreck my ears. They all have the yeah. cauliflower, and they all got the broken nose, and yeah. I didn't want
1: that. I didn't want to get hurt. I did not want to do that. I, I wanted to be a professional wrestler, and I didn't want to get hurt. The only thing is, I didn't want to get hurt, and like you know, you have to get hurt, even if it's staged.
0: You Let me tell you something. The professional wrestlers get their asses kicked. Yeah. It's brutal. They do.
1: I was going to go to the Eddie Graham School of Wrestling in Tampa, Florida mm-hmm. when I was young. And uh, I remember my mom and I driving out there and going to the Eddie Graham School of Wrestling. And it was closed for the day. And I said to somebody, why is the school closed? And the guy goes, well, Eddie Graham just killed himself with a shotgun. Did he really? Yeah. So I said to my mom, I'm like, "Oh, ah. maybe we won't do the wrestling thing (laughs) his brain got rocked so much that he decided he decided to kill himself because he got brain damage and his son was a wrestler too mike graham used to work for the nwa um nwa was the national wrestling association but yeah those those crazy days man i mean talking about hollywood and um there's so many stories you can tell about well
0: there's so many you know just one last thing on the boxing i met uh what was his name boom boom mancini remember him oh yeah now, Boom Boom uh, was my introduction to Hollywood. We ran a little art gallery thing and ran into Boom Boom. Hell of a nice guy. My, yeah. it's actually my size. Small guy.
1: A lot of boxers seem to be humble people.
0: They're beautiful people. Yeah. They're cool. They're yeah. really, really sweet They know they're secure in who they are. Until you get them in the ring. Right.
1: And they'll kill you. No no, no more done. And, done.
0: and, you know, Mickey Rourke went into the boxing. You heard him. He did it. Look at his face. Yeah, That's how you would have ended up. I met him. Yeah. I, I said, hey, man, you did a movie called Homeboy, and it was in Gold's Jim Cole. And I said, you did a movie called Homeboy. He goes, yeah, man. I go, what happened with that movie? He goes, Uh, eh, politics. I said, well, you know what? Keep at it, brother. And he was boxing. He was actually getting that shit kicked out of him, and he was doing some ass kicking himself.
1: Do you, do you think that the, the boxing tri- contributed to his looks now? Because He's beat up. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: It's possible, but I think, you know, I will say this, anybody listening, Mickey Rourke's a great guy. He was personal. Yeah, I met you know, Mickey. Great conversationalist, yeah. you, know, just, you know, until you piss him off. And then he's going to knock the shit out of you. Yeah. And that happened right in front of Gold's Gym one day. Wow. Sandra broke the fight up. Sanji actually. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. She was friends with him. She hustled him out the back door. He knocked somebody out cold right in the front. Remember that ramp in the front of the gym? Yeah. This big ramp?
1: Yeah. I he remember kn- that. He used go up the ramp.
0: I don't know what the guy did. I don't know what the guy said, but he knocked the guy on his ass, laid him out, laid wow. him out, and she hustled him out the back door.
1: So you never know. You know uh, Danny Aiello? Remember him? He died.
0: Sure, Danny. I Danny, I Dan- had a, a nice guy, conversation I with guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Just hang out with him at Hoboken. Yeah, he was, a,
1: he, yeah. Uh, he was another guy. Nicest guy in the world.
0: Beautiful guy. But if
1: you insulted any of his movies or oh. said he, he would kill you. Oh, he would. He would beat you up in the street. He,
0: he loved compliments. <laughs> Danny yeah. Aiello. You
1: could compliment. only compliment Danny Aiello. <laughs> you know, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. said... <laughs> you know, Danny, I gotta tell you, you weren't into your whole. It didn't seem like you were into it. Yeah. What do you mean? He was like, yeah, yeah, no, oh, No, he
0: had the He go, "I break your fucking yeah, break end. your fucking head." And he had this booming, angry yeah. mother. And if you guys don't know, him, watch Boon, uh, Moonstruck, as his Oh yeah. Of, yeah. Among so many others, but that was his. Thing.
1: He was a doorman at the Improv in New York City. Yes, he was. Bouncer. He was. There.
0: Yeah. yeah. My he old was man ran into him, but he was a good guy. He would talk to you for hours, help you out if he could. Yep. But don't piss him off. I no. Don't disagree with no.
1: him. No. <laughs> so how you? So how do you like the uh, the podcast? What do you think? about this whole show.
0: I love it. I got to say, no, it's funny you mentioned that. I was going to say something about that. Um, I will say this. Are you again. enjoying it? I am loving it, and I will say this. This is showbiz. Like you've said, this is more satisfying in a lot of ways, and I'm saying this face-to-face with you, more satisfying than a lot of that bullshit I dealt with in Hollywood. Right. It's more rewarding It's rewarding, me. yeah, because you know we're controlling why? it. Yeah, exactly, and the people obviously are, re- are reacting to this. Thank you again, listeners. Right, we're doing it our way, that's why. We're doing it our way, and they're loving it, and this is what we wanted to do.
1: What do you want to talk about on the next show? Episode uh, four. Anything you're thinking about? I know you had an agenda. You I'd, want lo-
0: I'd love to know what they want to hear, too.
1: That's what I was going to say. Maybe people can start typing about, you know, on Facebook or Why don't you commenting. guys do
0: that? Let us know what you want us to talk about. You know, I mean, the relatives in Jersey. That's got to be one. I want to talk about the relatives. We touched on that. All right. Well, okay. So let's say we episode four. And, and New York.
1: We'll call it episode four. New York. The relatives we will call a companies coming over. That's good. Um, episode four. That's good. Don't eat all the meatballs. <laughs> I love how we ended. That's I just a, love how we ended. That's a different
0: kind of episode. Yeah. You know, because yeah. it was like, it was a little, it got into like some dark territory. Yeah, there was some
1: dark territory there. But wasn't it cool? It I was loved like, it. It
0: was almost like, uh, it was almost like you started to get into the uh, dark and I started to get into